Good day, and welcome to Far Reaches. We are four people from similar parts of the world who have wound up chasing different dreams and living different lives. We are Richard, Raleigh, Joel, and Micah. Richard and Micah are from Southeast Oregon, from two small ranching communities known as Pine Creek and Plush. Raleigh and Joel are from Northeast Oregon, from the Pendleton area. We met through college, mutual friends, and heard of stories of each other. Somehow wound up being at the same place at the same time. See, we live and work in different parts of the U.S. now and have all taken different paths to get to where we are. We all talk separately and live far apart. So we decided we should try and talk more together. We hope you come along and enjoy. We got to get this. Uh... Hey! Recording in progress, and now we are in progress officially. Welcome to the Far Reaches podcast. We have a little behind the scenes. We'd like to go Facebook Live a little early sometimes and catch some of the magic that happens behind the scenes when we're getting our feces grouped, if you will. Uh, for those of you in Rio Linda, that means get your shit together. So while we're gathering up in the, all of our preliminaries, we do a little Facebook Live for you. Of course, this is all Facebook Live now, too, but we've kind of started the official podcast, which is Far Reaches. Brought to you this week and every week by our tremendously generous friends at B&K Auto Salvage, located in the beautiful Grand Ronde Valley. That's LeGrand and Baker City, both locations, and some other ones throughout the Northwest. So, uh, you know, we do have a special promo code for our Reacher fans. Promo code Malarkey. That's Malarkey. Now, that's going to get you discounted on parts that you uh, either uh, call in an order or you go pull yourself. And if you happen to be, uh, you know, selling some scrap, cleaning up the backyard, cleaning up grandpa's place, whatever, promo code Malarkey is going to get you actually higher prices on the scrap that you tend to get old Bo coming out there to pick up for you. So that's B&K Auto, promo code Malarkey, tell them the far reach has sent you and they'll treat you well. That's all I can guarantee. So welcome, kids. Joel's doing some mechanicing. Richard's reading. I'm, I'm uh, going to have to go with Joel first because I'm... Uh, doing real estate equations because I'm in the middle of a negotiation. So I'll pipe in, but real estate we'll equations. Uh, we're going to have to, we're going to, we're actually going to come back to that one for sure. I'm curious. It's on, the simple, it's the simple kind, but it's well, don't short. Don't sell yourself short. Never sell yourself short, Richard. I did, are, I did get, I did pass all the math questions on my real estate exam. You know, that's uh, step one. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Really proud of you, actually. And we can't prove either direction that I'm proud of you or you did indeed. But uh, yeah, Joel's doing some mechanic and he looks like he's mechanically declined as well. Um, we got Joel a really nice. My tool is a little nail. Oh, that's what she said. Yeah. Wow. Just pinch your fingers tighter. That, uh, that's not going to work. Now, you might have to use some more surgery. We've got Joel a nice microphone a little while ago and uh, you got to use it a few times. I think he really kind of grew to love it. He might have even been snuggling it one night. And then a little cable goes on the bottom, kind of got hosed up. And so uh, now we set the mood lighting. I think he's going to probably hold it in his lap while we talk. So he's on backup microphone this week, folks. So he'll just have to put up with us. You know, we don't have those smooth, dulcety tones. Uh, that is Joel. But he'll make do, and he's got the hair to prove yeah. it. So, uh, Joel, since Richard's doing equations and shit, uh, do you want to start with a reach around? Can I talk you into that? Um, what do you say? Hey, hey, what do you say? Gosh, what have I been up to? In the last week, I, not, not much. I uh, did see my cousin Andy. And got oh, nice. Beers. 
I got some beers the other night. He's on another kid. It's not his third kid. You know how that's happening? Uh, I think they just aren't taking proper precautions. Yeah, safety always might be. Uh, and uh, yeah, just... I, I told I told his uh, his father in law is uh, Mike, and uh, I texted him like, "We got to talk about your daughter and her just being really irresponsible. She's pregnant again." <laughs> She's being really irresponsible. <laughs> like, teach this Catholic girl about protecting. Jeez, <laughs> uh, you went there. You did. Tonight's all new stereotype my, episode. <laughs> yeah. So my cousin's father-in-law keeps trying to call me. Was he going to cuss you out or what? No, he, he's a cool guy. We get along. Oh. Uh, um, I just think it's kind of funny that my cousin's father-in-law and me talk <laughs> oh yeah it's like it's like why you know, yeah, right? yeah exactly sometimes you just bond excuse me i um i do take random out. notes and so i ran out of my notebook paper i just printed some more paper up so yeah i met up with andy uh maybe i might i think it was two nights ago um other than that not a lot been drinking a lot of wine lately Getting into wine. That I noticed that. It's a fall kind of thing. It's it's adventurous. You doing any like uh, online or uh, wine clubs or things on your phone or anything like that, or just walking down the bodega? Uh, yeah, I just walk over to the wine store. Um, the ones I really like now are, unfortunately, they're really expensive. Do you know, uh, do you know Barolo? Bar- Barolo? No, I don't. Yeah, you should try Barolo wine. Really good, and it sounds like Bordello. I'm gonna is like it. it. A, is it the grape or is it a brand? Um, does it say it on the bottle? It's it's like the type of the box. Of so there's bur- so is it like I a that is it like a Merlot or is it like Borello is like the name of the line? Did we confuse you already? Yeah, it's a okay. it's a type of grape. It's a different grape. Gotcha. And there's a gotcha. different wine that uses the same grape, and they, that name escapes me. It's a little cheaper, but it's still good. Um, I I gotta get it's Italian, I believe. Mm. Italy come from Italy. Yeah, I used to have a wine app on my phone called uh, Wines Till Sold Out, and like random stuff comes through, you know, um, and it's literally what it is: is stuff that they have till it's sold out, then you can't buy it. And that's dangerous because, like, I would like land on a, I'd be traveling on a plane, I'd land, and I'd turn my phone on, and I'd have like two or three notifications from that app. I'm like literally taxiing, and I'm like, ooh, I'll take a case of that, and I take a case of that, a case of that. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was fun as hell, but something to check out. Yeah, I think that's what you got to do if you ever want to like accumulate like a stockpile of wine. But because mm-hmm. um, I've just been going and buying like two or three bottles at a time, I can't. I could drink it almost as fast, right? <laughs> to be sure. Do you have a wine fridge yet? No. No, oh. we don't know. We don't have room for a whole fridge for wine. Well, I mean, it's not like, you know, you don't get like the double Kenmore side by side. It's like a, you know, it's like a mini fridge. It holds like well, 20 to 40 what, bottles. We have, a, uh, we have an air conditioner. Unit. Did I already tell you this? We have an air conditioning unit in the living room in the, in the window. Mm. And it's like letting in cold air. Sure. But, but so I'd like, I'd like case to take in front that, of it. 
like to take it out and close the window, but like there's literally there's no place to put this thing. Like, oh, good point. We don't even have room for an air conditioner to store it for the winter, let alone a luxury like a wine fridge. You could double it as like a nightstand or something, maybe. <laughs> you know, throw a blanket over it, and that's a coffee table. I don't know. Space is maybe here. Set the set it in front of the window and set the air conditioner on top of it. You know, just throwing something else here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. When you yeah. run out of yeah, it's like the theory of New York. When you run out of space, you just build up. Mm-hmm. But now then, yeah. get in the way of my TV. I wouldn't be able to see my TV as good. Oh, we don't want that. We don't want that. Uh, How big is your apartment? Not to get personal. Like square footage wise. Yeah. I think it's like I don't know, probably roughly like five hundred square feet. Okay. So it's about the same size as the room that Richard's probably sitting in right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close to well, my that, close to my office. With my yeah. kitchen. If you had my kitchen in, it'd be that about. Oh, is that where your office is? It's right behind my kitchen. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. We got the the living room, kitchen, dining room is all combined. No. That's handy though. Yeah. <laughs> handy. <laughs> I think that's oh, called is that open open that. concept. Is that what that's called? I don't have to walk to the kitchen. All I gotta do is stand is up. Stretch. Yeah. <laughs> you can like be in the kitchen. shower and grab a beer from the fridge in the kitchen. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you're thinking about it, aren't you? Yeah. You have like a grabber, you might be able to pull it off. Yeah. Uh well, yeah, there's not, not much, not much room. You're not wasting space. It really helps you lean down. Like, I don't know. I look around. I just got too much, too much shit. I got stuff everywhere. And I've moved so many times and I peel it all down and then just multiplies like hangers, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really buy stuff, though. You buy experiences, don't, don't you? Yeah. I do. Cool. I buy stuff to have experiences with. Yeah. I buy food and, and beer. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I, I make snap judgments. I don't know. Yeah, I, I buy weird I stuff. Pickup. Remember when I bought a pickup? Yeah, I do. That was awesome. Yeah. Did uh, you sell that? Yeah, I sold the pickup. Oh. Who bought it? Did somebody you know, or just got rid of it? You... Uh, I just took it back to the same place I bought it. You bought and sold a pickup in the possibly the best market in the, <laughs> yeah, no in the world. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I did haggle a bit. I think I could have gotten more for it, but ultimately it cost me fifteen hundred dollars. Oh well, sh- yeah, shit, dude. Like yeah. a few years ago, it cost you six grand minimum, probably closer to ten. They Easily. probably said they. You walked away and they're like, "We really got that guy." Yeah, yeah. Feels like they couldn't have rented a car for that much. No kidding, for that long and your miles. Yeah, no way in hell. But hey, good experience. Yeah, I sent you that. Um, I expected a bigger reaction out of you guys with that Ford, that Ford electric pickup that looks like like a like F one hundred. Yeah, it's pretty pimp, dude. Yeah, I like yeah, it. That looks awesome. I'm all over it for sure. Yeah, but it's a concept car. I don't. Does that mean like they're not? They're, I don't think they're gonna. I doubt produce that. No, probably not. But, probably not. But the fact that it's like based on an old F one hundred body was pretty cool i bet know? they'd sell a lot of them 
I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, those electric pickups intrigue me. Like the Rivian, I think it's the Rivian. Yeah. Yeah. The new Hummer is coming out, going to be electric. Yeah. The uh, the new Tundra Toyota for twenty twenty two is going to be hybrid, uh, and and a twin turbo V six in regular times. So super nice. Yeah. Yeah, the lightning looks pretty good too. Yeah. Yes, sir. But the, light, the lightning's coming back. I didn't realize I that. Get a ram, I would get a Ram again. I, I like the Ram. They're all right. They don't you know hold up long term. Like but... Is uh, what I hated about it was it was like a black interior. Mm-hmm. So it'd show anything. Well, it, yeah, it'd show everything. I, I would. I wouldn't. I would only get a tan interior. If I Do they make that grayish one that's kind of nice in those? Yeah. That, that, yeah, I just, just want to get back. Like it was hard to keep clean. Showed all the yeah. spots. I had uh, calf skin in my pickup. My brown that was nice. The brown it didn't show much. It was pretty good. But uh, bueno, yeah. I, I don't know. I seen I driven a Dodge for a longer term, and they kind of don't seem to. They started getting rattly after a while. I think, but they might have got better too. Yeah. I mean, what year was that? I feel like. New yeah, cars, I feel like when like after after like fifty thousand miles, yeah, it gets rattly. It's just yeah. what they do, but it's still not a bad rig. I, I think the technology is nice. They're nicer now than they were before, so probably gonna last a little bit longer than that, even. So, yeah, they gotta get a more of a subscription model because I know, like, if I'm gonna have a car long term, I don't ever want to have an old one. I would be like, I want a new car all the time. Just like, you're like the the lease life. guy or that Volvo program where you're always just kind of spinning around. Can you get a one year lease? Like that's what I would do. I, I think so. Yeah, lease. I think so. It's probably going to cost you a bit more because you're basically most leases just sort of like take care of the appreciation and then some. So, but yeah, yeah. and that, like I said, you know, like Volvo's got that really unique program where it's like all encompassing. It's like. It's insurance yeah. it's, it's everything and it's like shorter term i think they're catching on to that and i think i think that's going to be more more popular is that kind of stuff like if i'm going to lease yeah i'd rather have something new like every maybe two but two years would be three, probably be fine yeah two yeah. years would be doable. Uh, i got a three-year three-year lease on my pickup and by then like i'm just gonna i should just keep this thing but yeah i'm glad i didn't know i mean i really like the pickup but all the new updates coming out on the next generation, I would be dying to, to still have the one I have now, not have that. So, so what are you gonna do? You have the old Forerunner. I'd never seen a yeah. picture. You 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 snapped a picture on sent on a text. It looked pretty nice. Like yeah, um, it's it's a rides nice. It's quiet. Starts all the time. Like decent mileage. Like bombs right along, dude. Yeah. But don't you miss the technology? I do. I do miss technology in the new one. You know, like <laughs> I took a, uh, <laughs> I bought a cell phone holder for it because that was kind of a challenge. It was like the dash is not really big. There's not really anywhere to put it. So I found a cell phone holder that actually goes into the CD slot on my stereo, <laughs> shoves it in there, and then it holds my phone just right. It's perfect after that. So then I hit it Bluetooth to the, it's like an aftermarket stereo. So Bluetooth to that, so I can listen to whatever I want. And so that part's nice, but it doesn't have, you know, I could put an aftermarket CarPlay 
stereo in there if I wanted to with a nice big screen, but it's still not everything else with the, you know, lane departure assist and blah, 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 blah. But uh, yeah, my favorite thing about the pickup that was uh, whenever I changed lanes, they had like this thing. It's probably pretty common, but this is the first car I've ever driven really. Um, in the in the side mirrors, they have there's a light. Mm -hmm. so if Somebody's there. There and turn on. Yeah, blind spot detection. Yeah, yeah. so that was I, awesome. My entire driving career prior to that, I had to, I to look over my shoulders. Oh yeah, that was um, my Toyota had that, and I remember when I was coming home from Omaha, I think in that, and I was kind of tired, and I went to get over, and that thing Omaha. was flashing. And I looked, <laughs> Jesus, what the hell was that? Peyton Manning. I know that. Was, oh, that was you. I didn't see your mouth move. I thought it was Brad Brave when he was on mute. But there was like a motorcycle in my blind spot, but that thing beat. And I was like, oh, and I didn't even, I wasn't starting to move yet. I just kind of looked like that and it was flashing. But like, I was like, holy crap, that was close. Yeah. <laughs> we got feedback on the uh, Facebook page. So uh, a guy I used to work with, Big D. Uh, says howdy, and then Marty Campbell needing some Winston tonight. And by golly, this is where I ended up. So sorry, Morte. Uh, you'll probably still be needing some wisdom when we get done with you, but you'll probably feel better about yourself. So you got that going for you. If nothing else will cheer you up and make you feel a whole lot smarter when we get done. So thanks for stopping by, brother. Hey, we have you on sometime too, Morte. You would be a great far reaches extra guest because uh, plenty of good stories. Yeah. So, yeah, the technology I miss a little bit, Joel, but I also like that it's totally paid for <laughs> and probably worth a lot more now than when I bought it, given the the market right now is so tight. So, but yeah, what are you going to do with your money, though? Like, I might have to buy something else. No, I'm just going to spend, spend it, it on, it. yeah, spend it on kayaks and shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> And like ammunition funding went on sale today. So I bought some more of that, which made me pretty happy, you know, so. You got more ammunition? I did. I did. Yeah, I did. There's this great website I've been watching. I get updates from when they, when they have stuff going, like they'll build a bunch of ammo and then put it on, not really on sale. They'll just say we have it in stock. And then it just goes freaking like in 10 minutes. And so I happened to be taking a walk today for work and I, checked my email and they're like, Hey, we've got this back in stock. And I was like, teen, 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 literally walking down the street. And I'm like, Oh, made it. So I, uh, I got some more. Yeah. That's little things like <laughs> yeah. a month ago. I had a really nice pickup and a really nice nine millimeter. And I, I don't have either anymore. Did you get ready? You left your gun in Oregon or got rid of it? Uh, yeah. I, I didn't bring it here. Yeah. And leave it home. Yeah. I went to this, there's a bar, uh, just, the one of the closest bars to my apartment. Uh, it's called Farrell's or Farrell's. I'm not sure how to spell it, but it's like um, <clears throat> it's really old. It's been there. It's like one of the one of those bars in New York City. It's been in like the same location. One one of the oldest bars in the city. Oh, cool. Um, but they're like like their clientele is mostly uh, cops and firefighters. Nice. Um. So I was hanging out there last week watching football and like a bunch of cops came in for a, um, 
I don't know what they're doing. They had some event because they were wearing suits and shit. But I was talking to them and I told them about uh, my gun. And I really wanted to bring it. And he was like, no, nah, man, you can't bring it. You get arrested. You get in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah, because you're a law-abiding citizen. Yeah, you're going to get hammered on. <laughs> yeah, their opinion was, that's that was their opinion. They were they were pretty upset about the way things are, are yeah. going. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'd be curious. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, the best thing you could do is uh, um, avoid needing the police. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's from the, the cops that told you that. Yeah. Yeah, they're like sort of, uh, they can't do anything. That's the worst part, man. That is the worst part. That's just got to be so frustrating. Like, and like, and really like just sap the energy and excitement and like everything out of you too. Uh, I think it's, there's an interesting uh, thing right now with like, uh, so all the, I think uh, I want to say like 9,000 don't quote me on that, but okay. thousands of uh, New York City employees that didn't want to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw quite a few people marching. Aren't going to have a job. And then they asked the mayor and they're like, it's fine. We didn't, There's not going to be any uh, impact on any of the services. Like, all right. So why do we have these fuckers in the first place? Well, yeah, who do you believe? I, I dare say that if you lose that many people, uh, you're gonna yeah, have an impact. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we paying for them? With our and if, you, if it's not gonna have an impact, why do they have jobs? But I dare say, the mayor's full of it, saying there won't be an impact. Yeah. I think. And, if the, and then, uh, if they're not gonna be working, give us back our fucking money. Why are we funding them then? They never. Whenever they cut costs like that, they never be like, all right, you guys can have back your. Yeah, you're figuring out forty dollars like, or that's something, the thing. Like, they never go backwards. Ever. That's why I want to be like, oh, don't worry about this. Whatever it is, don't worry about it. It's just one thing. Yeah, but it never goes away. It just gets added on with every other freaking thing you can think of. Yeah, and you don't get a rebate. Yeah, like you know, like your taxes weren't cheaper this past year because there was nobody really at the schools ever. Like it was all remote learning. But did you get a kickback? No. No, thank you much. No, that. Yeah, they'll cut a billion dollars out of the budget because of the cops that are city services and then when they have to bring them back inevitably like what many of the cities are doing mm-hmm. i won't be surprised if they're like well we need to raise taxes we absolutely ding 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 what? Yeah. What? <laughs> we already were paying for this before now you're catching on yeah uh yeah man it's uh <laughs> just trying to gotta get you gotta you gotta you gotta invest in high risk stuff to get a return so you don't have to do this anymore. Do what? Life? Yeah, you don't have to work anymore. You need to, don't have to work. It'll be a slave to where you have to live and what you have can, to do. It. Take you all your always, money, you invest it in just stop. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You can always just stop. Sell insurance, stop. sell real estate, be your own boss. For thirty thousand dollars, you can buy a real estate book. Yeah, not a real estate book, an insurance book. Buy an insurance book. Yeah. 
Totally. You, know, you could do, you could probably do long home mortgages in your sleep. Mm -hmm. Listen to the way of the Bradbur. Yeah. I'd rather just way. continue making when I get to get paid and save it. And then uh, you can do both. You could bulk that up for a while and then go. Yeah, sure. Put it all in black. Is that what you're saying? Well, I look at my, like, my four, I get so frustrated. Look at my 401k or my responsible brokerage account through <laughs> my brokerage, which I use JP Morgan for that. Yeah. Um, and they give me, I don't know, JP Morgan's fine. They're giving me like, I think my one year return is like 30%, which is pretty, really good. I'll freaking take that every year. Yeah. Yeah. But like my, pers my personal one that I manage on Robinhood mm -hmm. is uh, like 180%. Well, there you go. One. Like, and then my 401k is like 7%. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you guys doing? That's 18. good. Yeah. Between 7 and 11 is about where it tops out. I switched all my money over to, uh, your Pacific Capital and went from making eleven percent to making twenty one percent. There you go. And yeah, I, I, I purposely have it in a conservative uh, risk portfolio. No, oh, I, I, I choose aggressive as the as the term they use. Mine's aggressive, and I still have ten percent in fixed income and cash. I'm like, I don't want any of this in fixed income. Put that in Bitcoin or something. Um, they don't understand, don't know, but, they, but they, they don't want you to make too good of a return because then they'll stop working and they can't have that. People need to be working. They don't want you working at all. They want you relying on the government, if anything, not to get all freaking squat on you. But yeah, what were you saying, Bradbury? I was going to say best rule of thumb. If you can't drop it, if, it, if you drop it on your foot and it doesn't, so you don't say, ouch, it should, shouldn't be part of it. It shouldn't be too much of your portfolio. You want to invest in heavy, heavy, real shit. Like caterpillar, Some, gold mines, oil deep wells. stuff, deep stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, even I, solar panels, you can drop those on your foot and it'll hurt. Tesla, you can drop on your foot and it'll hurt. So you're talking about like material stuff, not necessarily Bitcoin or software. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I'll yeah. say this a hundred times over: all wealth comes from land. Yes. Zeros and ones create no wealth at all. At some time, it has to be anchored back to some natural resource, to the sunlight, to land. And so all those things go away when there's no natural resources. So mm -hmm. if you can drop it on your foot and it hurts, it's a good investment. There you go. Buy land, Joel. Buy houses. Buy apartments. Yes. Buy the dirt. Well, then, you have, then you have to deal with the public and the policies of the government, where it's like, eh, they don't have to pay rent anymore. Don't buy, yeah. Look through the Forbes 500 and see how many uh, real estate guys there are, or how many people are in insurance, or how many people own oil wells or gold mines. That's the if you were to if you were to get a mean of everything, or if you were going to find like the three biggest things in the, of the richest people in the world, you're going to find they all own heavy shit. With the except, well, Amazon's getting heavy. It has a whole logistics thing. It has absolutely servers. Um, yeah, and it, but it has a tremendous electricity bill. And uh, yeah, so maybe just buy dirt 
Joel. You don't have to have people on it. Maybe you can put dirt, you can put storage oh, yeah. units on it. Just have dirt because that they're not ever making any more of that, man. That's cliched, but it's so true. And if there I had half a brain, that's what I'd be short on. Yeah. yeah. They're real estate agents that just do storage units. I cannot yeah. think of it more boring, but. <laughs> but dude, like it's a great foundation. Like, yeah. and then you get tired of that. You freaking spin it into something else. And like, talk about the best tenants ever. People with that shit on auto pay and forget about it. And if they don't, you freaking open the door and burn their shit and bring somebody else in. Like that's good stuff. There's yeah. a, there's a one in a little small town here close to Lakeview. Mm-hmm. Not many units. Cash flows three thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. It paid off, just straight cash. Yeah, homie. Yeah, it's not bad for there. Yeah, I, I, I was talking to Brian about that, like uh, doing when I was in Pendleton, but uh, there, that's like a pretty saturated market, and the city of Pendleton, no, no towns really want more storage units i don't know they're high they're nice i mean i think you make them nice everybody's all for it you know or somebody's probably going to want to get one out of them at some point just saying yeah richard hit it on the head though dude like there's a lot of ways to go about getting where you want to be yeah that's cool i'm not this i'm not i I, i'm in the stock market too i'm not just in the stock market i take lots of risky stuff but like i knew Dutch Brothers. I haven't had time to buy into Black Roth, mm-hmm. but and I have Zoom because it's something that people use all the time. I bought Airbnb because I'm actually understand it. I have an Airbnb and I know I stay in Airbnbs. So and it's paid really? off a lot. It's paid off well for me. What else is my uh, that freaking? Uh, I thought the. Um, harvest company would do better it's a good idea just yeah, yeah. i think they were in just too early i think eventually those companies will start pay, paying off took but. a bath in those chubby tubby tub toys there yeah i'm riding that bitch all the way to the background though um <laughs> <laughs> oh and then i bought well. i bought some motorola and i still think it's gonna pay off oh. like the chips especially with like the chips and the pickups and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i think as the uh because the whole thing, the name of the game in GMC and Ford and um, Toyota, all those guys that need chips in their pickup is they're going to be making their supply chains more robust. Mm-hmm. And I think Motorola is one of the few companies that has limited Chinese ownership. So, and I really think the probably a good one to invest in now would be Micron. I don't, I haven't been following Micron. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I know Intel's ramping up too, but I think it's, has a huge ownership of uh mm-hmm. of chinese too i have i haven't taken much time to research it because i'm busier than hell but um good point I, on the micro i, I thought a, about that I, I did get a good tip on mole roll and i think it's a good solid one and it it's sort of been staying and then i just got a lot of i got a lot of uh investment in a lot of my portfolios in gold and uh gold mining companies and uh gold mining company services so oh um, yeah I was just laughing about I, I'm William Devane. That's yeah. what I thought of when you said you invested in gold. Yeah. So, no, no, no. And mine's all somewhere. Some, Go now some, for your gold investment kit. Yeah. I think, I think my I think my gold's in some bank in Montreal. That's fine. Eh? <laughs> no, it's an interesting concept for sure to think about. I, I think well, two things you said, Richard, struck me like 
A, drop it on your foot and hurt. But most things you look at are things you're familiar with or have had experience with and not just necessarily like, I'm going to get into tech and, you know, do some research and you just roll through it. Like, but things that you've kind of had somewhat of an idea and know how that they are impacted by the market or what, how they service the market they are in. So that's interesting. It's interesting. Well, did, not, not to, I'm not blowing my own horn, but just talking about understanding the company. I have researched and written papers about Columbia Sportswear since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I have fun. a deep fascination with that company. And I did my master's thesis on Columbia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the professor was mad because it was back in the time when Under Armour was really good. He goes, why are you ma- wasting your time with this podunk organ company? This when podunk? Yeah. And he goes, uh, Under Armour is the real case study here. I said, I guarantee you Under Armour will fizzle out and Columbia is going to overtake them. Exactly what happened. And he actually wrote me back about three months later and he goes, I don't know how you saw that, but he said your paper was spot on. And he said, I almost graded you lower, but he said, uh, because I thought, I thought, I thought you picked a bad company and you didn't defend it very well, but, and he thought it was unrealistic. And he said, but you nailed it. So I'm impressed. He actually wrote you back and said that. Yeah, it was nice of him. I thought, so, but yeah, now look at Under Armour. And yeah, they're doing well now. Huh? Under Armour is worth twelve billion. Yeah, I think Columbia Sportswear is worth about thirty-eight. Really? Yeah. Been around for a long time too. I remember those uh, the. No, uh, Columbia Bert- Sportswear is worth a uh, little less than seven. Under Armour is almost twice the size of Columbia. Take you some of that. That can't be right. What's the stock price at? Columbia is 102. Under Armour is like 25. Oh, interesting. Yeah, 25. Yeah, their uh, ad campaign a long time ago with, you know, Burt Goyle. Those were brilliant ads where she was, you know, determined and she's putting her son Tim through all the, you know, the testing of the stuff. Remember those? Yeah. One tough mother. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give a picture frame to her. She has one of the best sayings I've ever heard. And it gets attributed to a lot of different people, but uh, uh, early to bed, early to rise, work like hell. Like hell. Yeah. Wait, she reminds me of when um, Ernest goes to camp, dresses up like a woman. <laughs> you know, Jim Varney, when he's like, he does Ernest goes to camp. One of his characters is like this old lady with like a neck brace and a walker. And he's like, mm, yes. It reminds me a lot of Bert. Yeah. <laughs> she passed away last in, uh, was sad. She passed away in two, 2020. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was pretty a, cool. She was a cool lady. I think she gave a lot of money away. They're, they're a cool family. They're very liberal, but uh, very cool family and very good for Oregon. A lot like Phil Knight. I'm with you on uh, Dutch Brothers. I, I I put I'm pretty heavily invested in Dutch Brothers now. Oh, good job! It's doing Just good too. It's like like yes, it's doing really well with stock. It's been stalling out the last like few days, but um, bottom line is like every time I see a Dutch Brothers, there's a huge long line. Mm-hmm. Always to get in there. Uh, to Always get line. Good stuff too. Yeah. Hey, Bo, have fun in Vegas, brother. Uh, Bo says shout out. Always has time for the reaching meetings. And I don't know what he's doing in Vegas, but 
I hope he's having fun. I think that uh, we talked about it last week, but uh, Dutch Brothers has a really similar model to um, In and Out. Well, you have to have work there to have a franchise. Is one thing about them I find yeah. interesting. And like they're just now getting into Texas, and I think once they get Texas, oh shit, Maynard. Yeah. It's a different, I remember, uh, even California used to be slightly different, but like, you know, Oregon has like toffee kiosks, like everywhere. Like, it's just insane. And other parts of the world don't have that. Like here, it's not like that. Texas is less, to a lesser degree, even when, in California, like when my boss came up from California, once we were riding around, he's like, what the shit's about these coffee places? Like everywhere. I'm like, dude, that's just what you do, man. So is a, and so they're obviously nicer than the average little coffee shack, but it's still a unique um, feature of that part of the world for sure. And yeah, you uh, think it'll work in Texas pretty well? I don't know Texas that well, but yeah, I, I actually yeah. know not a Dutch brother, a guy from Oregon that's not with Dutch brothers, but went and opened up the, the drive up coffee kiosk and he's killing it. And I got mm-hmm. another guy from Lakeview just went down to work with him and start his own. So um, it's a good margin in that. I had a buddy who used to have like part interest in like 15 or no 20 scooters, which was a Midwest coffee chain. Yeah, the uh, the margin in coffee is insane. Oh, my phone just died. Amy said that the black rifle was just as interesting to watch as Dutch Brothers, which I agree. Oh, yeah, about that too. Um, I'm not sure what to do with it. I don't know if I believe in it. I bought it though. In Black Rifle? Yeah. yeah. How about some of that back? Yeah. Good folks behind it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really was fascinated by that. Um, Joel made a comment on our text about talking about uh, how they were getting away from the right wing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Joe Rogan, he didn't say he was getting away from the right wing. He was just sick of uh, the right wing people. Um, how would you say? Uh, putting values on them that they didn't necessarily have so oh, yeah for sure about, yeah yeah and yeah. i think because the I... about those guys sorry mike go ahead no carry on carry on the interesting thing about those guys is all they went back five years ago and got all of the translators that they were associated after out of afghanistan and they're working at in salt and park city for them mm. yeah and they're some of their best employees so Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I mean, just yeah, I was so going to say, it's just because you have conservative values for your company doesn't mean like you're subscribed to everything on that side or that's the only thing you're going to do, which is like it's part of my business belief or my, my belief, but not necessarily what the company's all about. Yeah. I'm going to hold it for a while and see what happens until the merger is complete. So it's uh, the SPAC. Ticker is S B E A. Yeah. Uh, and and it once it was announced, it shot up to like I think like the um, what do they call it the the value and trust or whatever you would refer to it as is it's a ten dollars stock. Um, and it shot up to fifteen, and then they halted it, and then it gapped down to back down to where it is it's like 10 50 10 40 right now it's not moving much i don't know what's happening to it mm, interesting probably uh come back soon but they're not yeah. they're not gonna merge for a few months 
officially. I'm going to hold it through merger and see what happens. Good stuff. I think they do a good job. I mean, like I did the subscription thing on the pods and it's like, it's easy to adjust. Uh, you can change it at any time. It shows up when it's supposed to. Uh, it's super handy. So I like, that's one reason I like it is because of the subscription and the fact they're not, you know, the reason I don't drink Starbucks is because of how they treated law enforcement a while ago, a couple, three years ago, five years ago, four years ago. Like, you can't drag me into Starbucks now um, because I thought that was bullshit. So I drink a black rifle now or anything but Starbucks. If I can't, you know, yeah. I'll drink a caribou, I'll drink whatever else, but I don't go to Starbucks anymore. So you're no, down and at Duncan, which is another fascinating company. Yeah, there's Duncan's everywhere around here. Well, it's, um, hold, it's held by a, from a holding uh holding company from that holds uh um patera breads and columbia i think they have caribou coffee einstein bagels um just a really cool portfolio of companies but it's all i think they're all held privately yeah they are it's a conglomerate uh yeah it is um one of the one of the target rumors for psth was Whatever that holding company is that has Duncan. The target rumors for PSTH was. What was that? Oh, I accidentally uh, clicked on the live stream and we were hearing ourselves from five seconds ago. Oh. <laughs> I don't like hearing myself like that. It's kinky, isn't it? Yeah. I immediately think, what a stupid thing to say. <laughs> well, you can't let that stop you. I mean, we don't, anyways, but uh, yeah. Oh, I got to get my wine. Go ahead. Are you out? Yeah, last time you had your wine bottle like sitting right in the middle of the screen. So carry on. Yeah. Richard, are you ready for your venture round? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, the thing I find fascinating about coffee and coffee shops is it's the largest commodity in the world. Mm -hmm. It's squirrely, man. It's really squirrely. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people realize how much uh, logistics worldwide goes just to deal with coffee. And a lot of places don't drink it, you know, so. Where do they all drink coffee at? Oh, well, tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody, somewhere, somebody's trafficking in caffeine, I guarantee you. Oh, the caffeine for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I don't drink coffee. I'll have 19 cups of black tea every day. Well, congratulations. Whatever makes you happy. But yeah, I, I think, you know, things like Dutch Brothers, things like Black Rifle, there's going to be other companies that do the similar thing. They're telling a story. You know, they're coming from somebody you agree with more than somebody else, and you're going to shop with them. So that's cool. My reach around, um, I'm feeling a lot better, which is good. good. And uh, got my cleaned up my desk and realized I have like, um, by tomorrow, I'll have 10 properties under contract. Outstanding. Yeah. So, well done, sir. Well said. Yeah. And I got a couple big ones, so that's good. Uh, and it seems like uh, it's the weirdest market. I keep waiting for it to fall on its ear. It might mm-hmm. be after December. It might be after, after January, but um, calves are doing good. We're gonna um, the new next batch of grass-fed calves will be headed up to um, Idaho here pretty soon. Idaho, and uh, got some cool stuff going on in the background with that. And um, the kids down in California. Oh, there we the go. Brides, the bride's out doing a uh, 
archaeological study with my cousin Ben tonight. So, uh, yeah. Chasing rocks, eh? Looking for some rocks. Looking Your kid's for a little... on vacation? Yep, he goes on vacation a lot. He's got a good life. He's got it figured out. Yeah. 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 Huh. Not bad. Come home, chase some cows, poop in the living room, go home yeah. to grandparents. Yeah. So we shipped the cattle out of Lake, the last bunch of cattle out of Lakeview. So I've been taking him with me to ship cattle. He was, uh, helped me weigh him a couple weeks ago. And uh, so when he got him to ship the last couple loads, he's a little intimidated. So we keep him locked in the scale house. But yeah, they're pretty big when you're three years old. But definitely. Yeah, moving he's fast. A little yeah, snorty. He's getting, he's getting it figured out. So seems like you're uh, just way of talking. It sounds like uh, your COVID mental capacity is coming back a lot. It is, but I still get a little tripped up from time to time. And uh, short term memory is still a little mm-hmm. bit crappy. Makes my wife mad because I've always had a good memory for most everything and so it's a little hard to retrain yourself when you don't so i use my uh notes on my phone quite a bit and uh but yeah it's it, that's the toughest adapting is i don't know that my memory will come back and mm. I, you don't realize how much you rely upon your memory until it's completely gone yeah it's like a thumb you know, yeah. like, <laughs> what do I need this stupid thing for? Everything. I'm gathering, I'm gathering that I might have leaned on mine a lot more than lot. most people. So, um, so because it was a great tool for you, though. That's why. Why wouldn't you use it? Yeah, and if I if I read stuff, I still have a pretty good recall of facts. But mm-hmm. I, um, when I'm trying to put abstract concepts together sometimes if i don't have a good handle on the facts that i need to put them together then it's difficult gotcha so but all in all i'm happy to be feeling well that was a really crappy experience the the disorientation and the brain fog so yeah yeah so feeling blessed and uh made it through the drought uh a lot cattle a lot of cattle less and uh, still got some banking stuff to resolve, but um, yeah, uh, looking all good, set up, restructured for uh, 2022. Are uh, you looking towards next year? Outstanding. Yeah, well, hell, it's coming right up. It's November. We basically have, you know, a couple weeks, Thanksgiving, and then there's like blah, 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 and then Christmas, and then New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the new cattle corporation set up. Um, and, uh, I know I said that already, but then uh, my next big goal is to try and get some branch listings. So that's going to mm. be it's going to be my huge uh, push for 2022. So you're Idaho and, or Oregon and Nevada, though, right? Or just Oregon? not yet? Not yet. I uh, okay. went to take my Nevada test just before I got sick, and uh, they something happened in the testing center in Boise, mm. and so I couldn't take my test. And then I never got it rescheduled, and then I got sick. Mm, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm thinking I would like to have a license in Idaho, Nevada, and Oregon. Mm-hmm. So, especially if you're going to crack into that market a bit deeper. Yeah, and I think West Coast is uh, the big fancy firms like Fay. They're they have presence here. They have brokers here, but their headquarters is in. Uh, I think they're mostly all in Montana. And maybe some of them are in Colorado, but the big ranch brokerages are mostly in the Intermountain West. And there's uh, 
not many like big west coast ranch um so i'm gonna continue to keep working for that it's a little hard not having a mentor to crack into i have a great mentor in deanna but she's just never done the ranch stuff so we sort of don't have that track record but um pick colby's brain every once in a while i mean he's still got do, milk on gets, his lips too he gets, but. he gets sick of it so you know and the other thing that I find interesting from switching over from commercial real estate, everybody in the ranching industry and uh, they play their cards really close to the vest. Mm-hmm. Whereas in um, uh, commercial real estate, you are really open about like what things sold for, what they went for for square foot. So when you're mm-hmm. pricing a property, it's really easy to go out. And so there's uh, this co-star company that, um, runs land.com and also runs uh, LoopNet, which is the main commercial brokerage. And they have a system where all these comps, but with land.com, nobody ever puts in the, the sales. So they put in what they list it for, but usually what oh. they list it could be like 30% lower than what they, or 30% higher than what it mm-hmm. sells for. So it's real hard to get a good on what ranches are selling for. But what I do know is that uh, ranches in Eastern Oregon are up. And the last ranch that got posted is $700 an acre over what the previous ranch sold for. Oh, wow. So even if it if they do take 30% hit, if they shot high and get 30% mm. for it, that still means they bumped that Eastern Oregon ranch price up per acre significantly. Yeah, that's that's beauty. Hey, isn't, uh, isn't Evil Dan doing real estate over in Roseburg? Now he works for Prina. Oh, did he go back to Prina? He went to Prina, didn't he? Yeah. I can't. I was trying to remember what his last update was, and I haven't talked to him for a while. Uh, obviously, and not to bore everybody to death with real estate, but I, uh, I was going to send out a Mailchimp mailer. I got a really cool property in Paisley, mm-hmm. but which would be really good for the bin crowd. So, I've been uh, going through and getting emails out of the bin market of people. It would be. I we're spoiled here in the in lakeview and places like uh rural places because there's not much real estate comp not much broker competition bend i don't know they must be a broker for every three house that actually goes on the market and bend that would be really tough so (laughs) (laughs) you're running into people just to get a chance to exchange business cards yeah Yeah. like literally (laughs) i think that i think that maybe the more competitive market what I've found is uh, only about 20% of the people in real estate pick up their phones at any given time. A lot of people are just in it for part-time passive income. Yeah, It's not uh, not a lot of people out there grinding every day to really make it work. So mm-hmm. I think if you put in the work in, you really actually have less competition, but I think there, but you still have to deal with that 80% that's just sort of in it part-time. Yeah. They're still taking up the airwaves, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But it's a fascinating world. I've been learning a lot. Way cool. Yeah. Way cool. Four or five years, I'll probably retire and then I'll come uh, come dabble with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd love it. It would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun. That and actually, I'm thinking um, head hunting would be fun too. Yes. I think I'll do that probably later on when I re- semi retire or maybe before. We'll see. But... Head hunting for what? Jobs like being a re- being a recruiter, finding people, finding companies that look for people, and finding people for the job. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what headhunting is. Well, I figured you did, yeah, but 
What yeah. industry? Most likely in the agricultural sector. I doubt I'm going to go bust into the banking world, but uh, you never know. Oil. Yeah. You Oil. We should start our own firm. I'm down. Yeah. You get Anthony. Anthony yeah. does that professionally. He knows how to do it. Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, start, well, yeah. Start a headhunting firm. Hell yeah. Our own recruiting firm. Make a great idea. Definitely. You can do it from anywhere, too. It's all about who you know. And- what are we looking for? We're looking for like people that drive combines and people that are scientists that can. For everything, dude. Like, you know, I mean, salesmen, a lot of sales jobs in that sector. A lot of ag so, companies have salespeople selling all kinds of stuff. But if you can sell one thing, you can sell almost anything. So you can sell a nice T bone without sticking your head up and butchering yeah. the ass. But I'm going to take his word for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait. It's got to be your bowl. Yeah. Like, I just uh, I just watched that movie. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah, it just came on Netflix. Oh, I don't know how many thousand times I've watched that movie, but it slays me absolutely every time. Yeah, which reminds me. Uh, what? No, wait a minute. You've derailed. Yeah, so. Yeah. Your bowl. <laughs> we better think of a backup movie because Rawls was going to have the movie. I can't remember what he said, and he hasn't made it yet. So. He said he was joining I know the man's a menace. It happens. Maybe, so. maybe, maybe Mama Balls is Kevin. Who knows? It could be any day yeah. now. So. Yeah, we'll see. This, we'll is, see. Very, just, this is a very uh, fragile type time of Raleigh's life. So absolutely, he just got back from Elk Hunting. Wife's pregnant. Yeah, he needs yeah. to. He needs to tread very softly. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, granted, we did set our entire weekly schedule around Raleigh, but anyway, no, just kidding. Joel's, Joel's busting on him. Raleigh, get on this thing. <laughs> That's definitely what she said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just have some backup thoughts. We might have to do Tommy Boy. We've done it before or not, but it's worthy of another one for sure. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, really? Richard. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to watch the, the Better Off Dead. Couldn't find it. But I looked all over hell. Um, I think I found it like on DVD. With that, we'll transition to the entertainment spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah better off dead like i found it on dvd but i'm not gonna buy a dvd player just to watch that sorry i did watch a bunch of shit on youtube about it yeah i watched that movie so often when i was a little kid and i, I was watching clips of it on youtube and i never really put it together that like he he was trying to kill himself in the entire movie yeah that's the title never man registered yeah. with me i don't think is a little when kid. you're younger yeah what are you saying, Richard? So this is an interesting phenomenon that's happening with movies, especially older 80s movies, because mm-hmm. they license music um, and the studios, either they, the movies have been moved around and sold and different people own them. Mm-hmm. With music licensing, some of them were like set up for when the movie was popular. And so movies that aren't getting as much, uh, don't get it or make as much royalties, mm-hmm. Pay off the agreements they had with the music. They really can't afford to play it, basically. Yeah, so it's really pushing VHS and uh, DVD sales up for popular movies that this has happened to. So they don't have to go buy another freaking DVD player or VCR. Yeah, so like uh, a lot of movies that were streaming are being removed because of the uh, the music. So I'm sure maybe they'll work it out eventually, but uh, 
I can't remember. I think Better, Better Off Dead was one of the ones that sort of fell to that. Certainly would be 85. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's the whole hamburger scene when he's doing the Van Halen. Yeah. What an odd, I forgot just how this movie was. You know, with like the freaking claymation in the middle of it and like, yeah, he's trying to kill himself and, you know, like all those things. And it's from the nine hours of stuff I watched on YouTube, uh, a lot of it was based on the director slash writer's actual experiences. They they figured out the, uh, what he'd owe the paper boy with interest. Um, oh, good. That's what they <laughs> so he's, I guess he owes him like $26.32 now. <laughs> my two dollars yeah like <laughs> the kid who did that was like his inspiration was he was a serial killer that's what he was like as he was acting that was his his inspiration for it i thought that was freaking hilarious because it it would seem to be pretty accurate yeah <laughs> so, i remember being little and thinking uh beth was, was a blonde woman oh i thought she was super hot yeah, smoke show, dude. 80s smoke show for sure. But now as an adult, I was watching clips and like, I like Monique now. I'm still I like her switchman's a little bit now. I'm still on the Beth side for sure. Yeah. I can't think of that. I gotta look up this gal's name. If we don't, if we don't come up with another movie, I think I have one. But hopefully it's up uh available. That's the problem. That's <laughs> one of the clubs I was watching. She says something to him in French. I think it was like, uh, whatever she said doesn't really matter. It's like, Jenna's a wall. Yeah. Like, oh, no, thanks. I already had breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s chick that I really, really loved was Heather Runyon. Blonde chick. Yeah. Was she, she was in the movie I'm thinking of. Called, well, one of them was called Up the Crick. She was uh, okay. Heather Merriweather. What a name, dude. How can you beat that name? What else is she in? Ghostbusters, apparently? Oh, um, she was the chick that he was doing the uh, ESP test with in the basement. Oh. Amazing. Huh? How do you spell her name? Uh, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-R-U-N-Y-O-N, I believe. Yeah, no, Jennifer, not Heather, sorry. Jennifer Runyon. Heather Merriweather. Heather Merriweather was one of her uh, video or movie names in uh, Up the Creek, which is a tremendous mid-80s college idiocy movie with, of course, uh, Tim Matheson. So, and and the guy that played uh, Flounder also. Oh, nice! Oh, it's about yeah. a now I can college. see it in my head. Now I can huh? see it in my head. I can see it in my head now. The college raft race, you know? It was like the bat. It was such a cheesy movie. We used to watch the crap out of it. Yeah. So you guys like live, you talking you about know. that movie like it's an old movie. I don't even think of that as an old movie. I'm what? With, uh, Tim Matheson? Oh, you're thinking without a paddle. That's a, This is oh. ni- 1984. Yeah. yeah you're thinking okay. about the Dak Shepard one. Yeah. 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 Not quite the same. Question. You guys live uh, where there's movie theaters. Uh, have you gotten to see Dune yet? <laughs> oh, no. I tried to watch it on HBO. It was just killing me. Sorry to hurt you. I but... started it on HBO and I got through five minutes. My head Is it like Lawrence Olivier? Sort of long stretched out. Mm. Worse than that. It's worse. Seems to be worse to me. Yeah. Man, it's been getting good reviews. Damn it. Well, I really like know what's going on. My friend, yeah. Billy, 
is really into that stuff, like the uh, sci-fi shit. And he went to whoa, the whoa, whoa, stop, and stop, him. stop. Dune is above and beyond sci-fi. Well, take it easy, yeah. man. No, take it no, easy. So there's, <laughs> sci-fi, there's sci-fi, there's Dune, then there's 30 layers of crap, and then there's sci-fi. So, anyways. <laughs> Dude, Dune's in a different, different. Dune's a totally different. This topic. just in, Rotner pinched. <laughs> <laughs> okay, proceed. I'm oh, sorry, Joel. I just wanted to set the record straight. I mean, just because you're in like space and you got flying shit and giant worms, doesn't mean it's fucking sci-fi. Okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I think if the people that like sci-fi, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Seem really stupid to me, but. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. I think you might like it, Richard. Looks you didn't call down the thunder, boy. Yeah. It's one of the I would say that it's unquestionably one of the 10 greatest books ever written. And I'd I have to try reading the book, but yeah, it's on probably most everybody's top 10. I uh I think I probably watched over an hour of the movie just because everybody keeps talking about how good it is, and I just kept waiting for that to happen. Uh and and it was okay. But I, I stopped it. Like, I didn't even watch it all. Like, I got an hour in. I was like, yeah, I think we go outside and weed eat. You know, that's where I was at. Yeah, so I was like, maybe I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah. I'm just going to watch Battleship again. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's good. That's good sci fi. Yeah. <laughs> really good documentary. <laughs> Is Transformers too complex for you? Is that what you're going to Battleship? Yeah. <laughs> got Tim Riggins in it. It's Pacific Rim, that's where it's at. Give me a good 80 or 90s comedy with Rodney Dangerfield, like Back to School or something, you know? Tommy Boy, of course. Yeah. Revenge of the Nerds and Part 2. Well, what did you think of the original dude? The David Lynch one? I don't think I saw it. I've never heard it. Look at Richard. He's like, I think I have to leave now. I don't even know you people. I can't talk to you. He can literally watch the color drop out of his face. Oh, yeah, I never saw it. Yeah, he just was going to be a motorcycle. No, I haven't read the book either. Oh, my lord. Oh, it's appeal. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. But we see about the beach, Joel. I thought that was, I thought Dune was going to be something about beaches. (laughs) Yeah, like you know, welcome to Kinnabunkport in the the spring or something. Yeah, I'd I'd be all about that. Yeah, I'll admit. I admit I'm a sci-fi nerd, but Dune's different. Dune, Dune is not sci-fi. Oh, there's two, sorry. there's two, there's two sci-fi genre books that are sort of uh, masterpieces, and one's Dune, and the other one's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You just said it's not sci-fi. I mean, they well, they're in the pantheon of great books, and not much sci-fi gets into that. It's a little-known fact. If you say pantheon, you can pretty much put anything after it, and we're going to listen. <laughs> so now Dune is literature. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. I might have to I might have to read that one, I suppose. But you'll probably like the movie too, the new one. I don't know. I just uh yeah, I bet Rich yeah, like that. I'm a big geek. Well, I think we all are in different ways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like just not for that Dune stuff. So, anyways, uh yeah. Oh, so yeah, back to better off dead. If anybody found it out there <laughs> besides an old DVD, yeah. We uh we took a trip on that one, but um, it was like really cutting edge for its time and even is today. And, and there was a lot of controversy even on the, 
the tagline, you know, because it's some dude trying to kill himself basically because his girlfriend went with the captain of the ski team of all things, which I thought was a nice touch. But um, I haven't seen it in 20 years. I, my, my girlfriend asked, what's it about? And I gave her an incredible synopsis of what this movie is about. And when I was a kid, there was, when they were skiing down K-12, I'm like, he's on one ski. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Booger. Had to have Booger in a movie back then. Yeah, and he's going down the mountain. I remember when I was a little kid, I watched that movie all oh, yeah. the time. And, uh, booger. I'd get really excited during that scene. I'd jump around, and there's Booger. I forget his, the character's name, but he... Yeah. He yells, come on, you little buockaroo. Yeah. Oh, that's where that came from. You were talking about that a while ago. I said, come on, you little fuckaroo. That's what I thought he said. And I got in trouble. Like, what did I do? I didn't do anything, Janet. (laughs) Damn it, Janet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was just. uh, That's when our other son relationship. That's shifted. That's when she went to Janet in your phone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Never going to be able to trust this woman again. What's the other iconic one um, where he holds the boombox above his head? Say anything. Say anything. Say yeah. Anything. And that, is that the one with John Candy in it? No. John Candy? John, yeah, well, it's John Candy in where he drives the cartoons all the time. He drives the cartoons. And they're out on the, they're on the beach. Oh. oh, Summer Rental? Yes. Those yeah, are completely different. yeah. Those are <laughs> well. I'm just going on the Cusack one. Cusack's not yeah. summer rental. It's just two, two dudes named John. Oh, are you talking about with uh, Debbie Moore and that John Cusack? Yeah. Not John yeah. Candy. Yeah, not summer rental. One fine summer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. One fine Cruel summer. summer. One fine summer. Yep. Yeah. That's a funky one too. It was. That's true. Yeah. The rhino was in shit. Yeah, he had like about a that was some drug induced stuff. Yeah, um, just because John Candy and John Cusack got the same first name, and they both have movies on the beach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, John Candy was an air traffic controller, not a cartoonist on that one. That's right. Sorry. I was thinking about the neighbor with the new bolt-ons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> Do they look real? What's everybody's top Cusack movie? Oh, Gross Point. Uh, better off dead, man. Well, I really like uh, I'm gonna, it's gonna be kind of gay, but I like uh, serendipity. Oh, yeah, yeah. both mine. I think Gross Points is, is a masterpiece. War Dogs is pretty good. Mm-hmm. No, not War Dogs. Uh, the one where he's an arms dealer. That's a uh, Jonah Hill, no. and no, that's an older one. You're thinking, Richard's thinking about an older one. Dogs is that. Isn't that with Nicolas Cage instead? Uh, there's one with Nicolas Cage, but there's one with Kuzak that's really okay. Good. Hmm. okay. Yeah, I've I've watched Gross Point, and that might be the movie of the week too if Paul's don't show up. because uh, that was actually requested last week too. But I think it's a great movie. I don't know, I've probably seen it 50 times, maybe Is even more. Was a hit, man? I don't like yeah, that going back to his high school reunion. Yeah. First time, long time. That's my my think some of my favorite parts are when freaking uh Hank Azaria is calling into the radio station, you know, like ah, first time, long time. Like, it's just so funny, dude. I don't know why it kills me, but I think what puts that movie over the edge is uh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, totally, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
That movie was meant to be quirky, but had Dan Aykroyd not been in it, I don't think it would have landed quirky. Or Budapest? Oh yeah, yeah. Like the, like it's just like the the meetings they have. Um, the, you know, and like his sister plays such a funny role in that movie too, and she's like, you know, chewing somebody's ass about three thousand rounds of subsonic, and then she goes back to talking about a recipe, you know, and it's just like. <laughs> And then Jeremy Piven, you know, is his stoned up buddy, or like this is real estate buddy from high school. He's like, 10 years, man. You know, like just <laughs> Andy Driver does a great job. Yeah, her dad's that classic douchebag guy. Um, you know, the what's that like the the Polish guy that blows up the freaking quickie mart, you know? Like <laughs> I need to really watch it now. We've just talked it all the way through. <laughs> I was gonna, you, you know what it's really sort of reminiscent of and sort of I, I just got this this dawned on me when we were talking about it and we throwing all these names around is uh um Roxanne with Steve Martin. Oh yeah. Great movie. Under I think underrated for sure. Daryl Hannell was hot. Daryl Hannell. Splash. Remember Daryl Hannell and Splash, Ooh, dude? That yes. ah. is one of the movies that and that had John Candy in it too. I think Splash is the one that one of the movies that Disney got rid of, like it's one of the ones that people look for on DVD and VHS now. Let's go check it out. Our good friends at IMDb will help us out with that, Richard. That's IMDb. They're not as good as B&K Auto, but they're right up there. <laughs> Splash, another 84 movie. That was a good year for movies, man. Yeah. Uh, waka Waka. It's on Prime Video, actually, still. Oh, is it? Yeah. Ron Howard directed. I forgot that. Yeah, it was an early Ron Howard. Yeah. Just on Prime. I've never seen Splash. Oh man, it's great. John, I, I freaking love John Candy in that too. He's like he's, Tom Hanks and John Candy are brothers that have like a um, what's it like a freaking vegetable business in New York or something like that. I think is what it is. Yeah. This is Daryl Hannah in Grumpy Old Men, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and the Kill Bills. Yes. Yeah. What? Like no. Yeah. She was in Kill Bill. And she was in Clan of the Caper. Oh, Hannah. <laughs> if you didn't really like Grumpy Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> was that or Victoria's Secret? Clan of the Caper. That was one of the first movies that we ever rented that had like somewhat kind of nudity in it. Yeah. Ayla. Mm. Ah. <laughs> she was very nice in Grumpy Old Men, Mr. Joel. Yeah. Now, if she craps out two times in a nickel, then you can worry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest movies. Ever. I, I might watch that tonight after this. I'm going to watch yeah. again. It's a beautiful movie. All of them are, but especially the first one. It came out of nowhere, man. Came out of nowhere. Freaking. I like Walter Matthau. I tried to like get into like his old stuff to see like if, if it held up. Oh, I've dude! Watched, uh, Do you watch Odd Couple? Yeah, with Jack Lemmon, where he's like yeah. the Bachelor and movie. Felix and it. Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I didn't think that was very good. Uh, to put it contextually, I think in time as well, but yeah, yeah. I know. Like they're constantly too. different. The because they had a lot of good movies together. One of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in any movie ever was Walter Matthau. In Dennis the Menace. Oh, dude, where are the GD Garden Lanterns? Yeah, what do you think when he catches the the ball right in the? There's a scene in it when uh, Dennis is like cheating at 
uh, hide and seek. And uh, well, and George, yeah, sees George, him. yeah. And he goes, he tells Martha, he's like, well, he's cheating. And he's like, uh, what's the kid's name? He's like, uh, Gunther. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get off the phone with your dad. Yeah. He wants to take you to get ice cream. You better run home. And Martha's like, George. George. How disappointed is he going to be when he gets home? He's not going to answer. Well, he's a foot short for his age and he's cross eyed. You better get used to the disappointment. Disappointment. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the we're the GD Garden Lanterns is probably my favorite line. The chicklets for the teeth. Oh, yeah. There's a certain point where he's like bent over doing something and the shop back is like sucking up a golf ball. And then he reverses it and hits him right in the twins with the golf ball shot out of a shot back. You know, like Dennis just the whole bathroom scene where Dennis had switched everything around, like his nasal spray was like freaking mouthwash and, and he's just like Raw! does the power splits in the bathroom because he slips on the floor like i'm crying that whole scene dude it's absolutely hilarious but i'm thinking i'm thinking of between like uh grumpy old man and dennis the menace where he's still funny mm-hmm. I, I expected he would have older movies to be pulled up really well but maybe i really I liked was- yeah there was one with he was like the newspaper editor and Jack Lemon was like his top reporter. That was pretty good. I can't think of the name of it, but in, oh, none no, of them. No, right? What's that? Not the odd couple. Well, that was good. No, it was not the odd, odd couple, but uh, he was the reporter in that, and Jack Lemon was a uh, out of work salesman or something. Sportsman or sports writer, I think, or something like that. But uh, I thought it was a sports writer, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't that one. It was something older, yeah, but. <clears throat> Grumpy old man, though, like I don't, that's one of the that's got to be in like the greatest movies of all time. But Grumpy old man, yeah, oh for sure, for sure. It's authentic imitation leather, yeah. Like um, just the number of quotable lines out of those two movies are hey, dickhead. Yeah, putts. Yeah, like <laughs> friend of friend of mine and I, like I am putts. He's putts in my phone, and I am dickhead. In his and it's been that way a long time like this literally says putts yeah i think that movie came out when i turned 21 and really? i was doing the ride across the country oh and we stayed in the name <clears throat> of stoga or whatever what's the name what was the name of the town they lived in wabasha wabasha anyways we had the bike riders stayed overnight in wabasha <laughs> so we got there and we snuck out because the park wasn't very far from that green bar yeah, and we would drink in the bar, which looked like nothing like it did in nothing. The- so, but no, we uh, and I never ever broke the rules and like went out and drank when I was working. But that time I just had to go to the grumpy old men bar and have a have a beer. I I drove through there one time when I was working in Wisconsin and I was headed somewhere else and I didn't even realize I was going to be driving through it and I like double footed the brakes. It's like holy crap! I'm in Wabasha. You know, I was like, I got to go find the plumber. Like it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious down there at slippery's tavern yeah you know, hangs out them kinky strip clubs you know where the men take their uh <laughs> men take their clothes off yeah <laughs> that low life loud mouth yeah <laughs> god i love those movies yeah chuck do i stink 
Yes. <laughs> Anyways, back to better off that no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Let me double check something before we go. Joe, I appreciate I you told that buckaroo story a few weeks ago and I'd forgotten or you hadn't said that it actually was um from that and you said, Hey there, Buckaroo. I didn't yeah. I repeated myself. Well, you, you closed the loop on everything now because you just mentioned that, but I don't think you mentioned it was in the movie Better Off Dead. I think you're just like there was this skiing movie, and I heard the guy say that. So because there was a pretty good time too in the 80s when you had some good ski movies. You know, you had like Ski School, you had Hot Dog, the movie. Um, and there were several Ski-Pool other ones too. Keep Troll. Yeah. Ski School is one of my favorites. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of boobs yeah. in that. That was a big part of it. Gratuitous nudity. Uh, if you had to summarize the 80s up. Yeah. That's a big part of ski movie genre. Nudity? boobs in uh ski school you should watch hot dog the movie yeah absolutely oh i have yeah <laughs> we should talk about sometime is like uh 80s boobs how they were so much different than 90s boobs a little more torpedoey yeah you think it's related to diet in the 80s they were more like um what they call torpedoes yeah you think it's related to diet in the 80s? Yeah. Anybody else getting that? I, I fixed it. Oh, that was you, you menace. Um, yeah. I've never seen them in real life, like 80s. Boobies? Oh. You've seen like boobies, it. though, right? Huh? You've seen boobies, though, right? Yeah, I've seen some okay. before. I've been okay. hazard to guess it has more less to do with diet, more to do with hosiery. Could be. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. It's like the design of the maybe the brassiere. Do you think it's that much of a training thing? Like when they talk about a training bra, like it really trains them that much? I may no, no. I think it's the way that the form, the way that they they pulled. Yeah, but when you take the brassiere off, they still have a slightly different appearance. Let me put it that way. There was a big change from the seventies to the eighties. Yeah. Well, there's you could you could if you show me a. I show you a naked picture. You can tell me what year it's from. Yeah, I can tell you what yeah. decade that that set yeah. of uh, tatas are from. You know, please refer to them as cans. Thank you, sir. Yeah. That's the official word of Far Reaches podcast. Cans, Thingies. Thingies. Yeah. yeah, thingies, jubblies, cans. Yeah, hangers. So somehow we're on the '80s cans now. So that's a great topic. I can't wait to highlight that one. <laughs> I think 70s and 80s were the best decade, probably. Oh, yeah. Still pretty fond of the 90s. Yeah, it's pretty good, too. I don't think it was quite as gratuitous at times, but I think at other times it was way more over the top because it was more yeah. artistic, you know. Yeah, you like Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy or something? Mm, Jenny McCarthy, yeah. Liv Tyler. Liv. Uh, Alicia. Cameron Never like Drew. Cameron for sure. Yeah. Not a Drew fan. Yeah, Lucy, Lucy Lou. Yeah. <laughs> did we just say Lucy Lou at the same time? I think we did. Yeah. Well, we were on Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore. Cameron, yeah. I was going to say, I did watch Charlie's Angels a couple times. Courtney Love. Uh, there's Courtney some... Cox. 
There's some that's when girls or Courtney Cox and Courtney Love, probably, but yeah, yeah Jennifer Anderson was a nice girl, so, mm-hmm. Jenny. Probably, yeah. Well, probably she more actually probably goes, Randy Roderick, you know, uh, yeah, there was some, anyways. <laughs> oh, and who's the girl in Chasing Amy? Mm. Joey Lauren Adams, yeah, 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 she was also in uh, uh Days Confused. Or along with Parker Posey, yeah. Parker Posey, yes. Mm-hmm. Affirmative, yeah. And then we can never forget Jessica Alba. She was later 90s, early 2000s, but... Oh, you know, yeah, Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Beale. Yep. Destiny's Child. <laughs> <laughs> there are some good ones. <laughs> We're just gonna go on about a twenty-minute rant about all the hot chicks we used to think about back in the nineties. <laughs> that That's ironic, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mac, Calista Flockhart. At one time, she was hot. Yeah, yeah. We used to watch. Um, what was that stupid show she was in? Allie McBeal. Remember that show? We watched the crap out of that at the house. That was like official show of the house. Yeah. What's that? Heather Locklear hmm? was in her prime. She was too. Yes. Heather, I think oh, Heather's still in her prime. Who's uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? She just got out of the house. Mm-hmm. Christy Swanson. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Christy Alicia Swanson. Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Alicia Silverstone. Affirmative. Yeah. That little lip bite thing she would do. Yeah. When her and Liv were in all the Aerosmith videos. Yeah, those were some prime days, my boys. Yes, yeah. <laughs> my favorite in high school was Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's who. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Affirmative. My bad. My bad. I don't know if that counts as the nineties. Maybe. Close End of the night. Tune in next week to we review all the chicks from the two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I think. Somebody, will you guys shut up about COVID? Yeah, okay. Will you guys shut up about cans and 80s chicks? Okay. <laughs> 70s and 80s, though. Best decade for boobs. They were kind of like, hey, check these out. Especially some of this. the 70s, I think they just had people topless because they could. I think more than anything. Honestly, Every decade for a male is a good decade for boobs. You know, there's that too, because no matter what, we still pee up standing up outside. So, uh, yeah, can't go wrong with that. Just, I can't argue that. So, I mean, really, Marilyn Monroe is still pretty rectangular. Affirmative. Yeah. Um, Sophia Loren. How can you talk about grumpy old men and hot chicks and not talk about Sophia Loren? Or Brooke Shields. Rookie. Yeah. Yeah. I first moved um, in New York. Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Just a Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, yes, Joel. Yeah. The doorman at our apartment was a was doorman hard. at another apartment, and Sophia Loren lived there. It's a bad story. I don't know. I just told that, but I was intri- I was intrigued by it. It's like you absolutely. Saw, you well, saw Sophia Loren every day. Like, yeah. Affirmative. I mean. I mean, the high point of the day. She good. left. He took a different job. Yeah. It, was he at the same doorman at two buildings at the same time? Or like, that's when he used to be there and then he moved on? Uh, he used to be there and he moved gotcha. on to the Upper East Side. Gotcha. 
What a, what a concept. Yeah. What a concept. I dig it. <laughs> well, uh, I think since balls isn't here yet, I'm going to make an executive decision and we're going to do gross point blank for next, um, entertainment spotlight. How's that sound? He'll love that. I hope so. I don't know if he's ever seen that. I don't know. We're going to do two QSAC movies in a row. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You got anything better? We could do Tommy Boy, I suppose, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. Just don't so, want to watch Rust Point Blank. I watched it like a year ago and I didn't oh. like it. You didn't like it? Interesting. <laughs> well, don't ruin it now. Yeah. Um, do you want to do Tommy Boy instead? You got another idea? Can you just watch Tommy uh, Boy? No, you just watched Tommy Boy like last night. Grumpy Old Man, have we done that already? I don't, have we done Grumpy Old Man? Well, we've already talked about it pretty, we pretty much. Covered it. We said we almost quoted the whole son bitch. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> half the movies we just discussed, we just quoted most of them, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I think we do Ghostbusters. The old one? Yeah. Yeah. For the new one, which well, let's be a good hold on. I learned a lesson last week. We need to let's double check how easy it is to find. How's that sound? Yeah, because the new one's coming out in a couple weeks, isn't it? Yeah, and it, and uh, the fact that Dan Aykroyd's in it gives me great hope. Yeah, watch on freeform.go.com. What the crap is that? I got it on my Roku, so it's something that you've heard of. Yeah, okay, is that the you... only place it's at. I don't know. That says one place. Then it has like a maybe Prime too. I don't know. Probably. It has a Prime advertisement on it, but I don't know. At least that's something I've heard of. So, Joel, you're right with that. Ghostbusters, yeah. Yeah, 1984 again. What a what a great year, man. That's like seven movies we mentioned tonight. All from 1984. I think when those Caddyshack. Close to that. Hold on, I don't have it right off the top of my head like I used to. Chevy Chase couldn't do Ghostbusters because he was 80, though. 80 was Caddyshack. So, yeah, there was a, something with Chevy on that. What, what was he doing then, I wonder, in 84? Something else. Obviously. But I recall that as well. Because I like all those Ivan Reitman behind-the-scenes things. Yeah. And that was. Well, I watched. I've been watching the movies that made us. They updated it on Netflix. Had Aliens and uh, RoboCop. Oh, cool! Yeah, you watched the two that I did not watch. I it might have been Vacation. Other... I think it was Vacation, Mister uh, Mister Richard. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that program. I watched like they did the new one with like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah. See, I don't I like that. horror movies, so I never uh, it wouldn't mean anything to me because I've never seen any of those three movies ever all the way through. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. That one was. That's one of the. That that's the one I remember the most. I think that was also you know obviously uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I didn't watch Halloween till later on, but Friday the Thirteenth and the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah, <laughs> got those. That will think about you know and get you in your dreams. That'll mess a seven-year-old up. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to sleep. No, I'm okay. Yeah. 
I was blown away by how many uh, Freddy Krueger trick or treaters there were. Yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah. The other one I thought was interesting. I watched the movie and I thought it was all right. Was a uh, Cruel Deville. There's a lot of little Cruel Devilles out this. Oh year. yeah, what was her name? That's in that now. Then Emily is it Emily Blunt? Emma Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah. Harumph. Yeah. Oh, let's uh, let's ninja on over to the old uh, word of the week. How does that sound? So we got next month, next week's entertainment spotlight will be Ghostbusters, the 1984 classic from Ivan Reitman and the Boys. Uh, the new updated edition is coming out in a few weeks, I believe. So uh, that should be. In, they've had it in the in lockdown for a while. Like it was supposed to come out a couple of years ago, wasn't it? No, not quite that long. It's probably been in limbo for at least a year, though. I remember talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to bust over the word of the week. Also brought to you by our really super good friends at BNK Auto. So uh, for all your scrap or used parts needs, make sure you stop in there. Promo code is what, Richard? Do you remember the promo code for uh, BNK for being a far reachers listener? Reach around. Close. That'd probably Bo work. If you... Thank you, Joel. That would probably work if you called Bo and just said reach around. He'd probably be like, okay, that's oh, good. I, now. Thought, uh, I was confused with the promo. I apologize. Oh, no, that's all right. Yeah. We have to test each other every once in a while. Joel came through and saved all of us. Malarkey, promo code, that's malarkey. That gets you the discount on purchases and the increased price on scrap. So if you're selling, they're paying more. If you're buying, you're paying less. Just one. Only merely one of the many benefits of being a Far Reachers fan. So, uh, yeah, word of the week. Uh, this actually was bantered around in the White House text uh, group this afternoon so the word of the week for far reaches is disheveled joel you look rather disheveled <laughs> everybody knows what disheveled means not everybody <laughs> that's a good word damn it oh you looked at me like well screw you too mister yeah. reading the word disheveled and be like oh that'd be a great word of the week I did. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. We were talking about how how math teachers look disheveled in our uh, White House group text. And so I was like, dude, that's that's going to be that's a good one. I think I appreciate that. Yeah. Because it, it reminds me of the compass uh, is such a wide spectrum of problems. Yeah. So, I yeah. thought about the dude that lives in the White House. He seems pretty disheveled as well. So. Yeah, I won't call him. I won't call him the P word, but that dude that lives in the White House sometimes and eats ice cream and shit, disheveled. Yeah. What's the P word? I think it's what some people like say his job is, but I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, I can't. I just can't bring myself to say it. You have to tell me separately. Uh, dude, who's the dude that lives in the White House of the United States? Yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah. What's his What's his supposed job? A president? Yeah, there you go. But I just can't say those no, words. I thought, him. Say, I thought you were talking about his his affliction. He's afflicted with something. Alzheimer's, dementia, yeah, in, incontinence. Um, I was watching this update the other day, and he took a drink and he started choking on it. <laughs> started laughing. Kamala's around yeah. the corner rubbing her hands together. Yeah, like why is this fucking guy the president? Doesn't know what he's doing. Choking on stage on camera. He's the greatest president ever. He's the most popular one of all time. It swallowed wrong. Like, uh, 
obviously the most popular president ever. Yeah. More, more popular than Jack Kennedy. Easily, hands down, twice as much. Yeah. <laughs> I've, so I don't want to talk about all this bullshit too much, but I've been dying laughing about all the recent things about this. Let's go Brandon and how <laughs> some quote unquote news organizations are finally like, hey, wait a minute. They're not really saying let's go Brandon, are they? <laughs> like, that's rude. <laughs> yeah, you knew it the whole entire time. Come on, people. Just just be yeah. honest for once. The amount of people, the people that are like very upset about it. <laughs> um, it's like they've completely forgotten that fuck Trump was a very popular refrain. Yeah, like oh. people's seven-year-olds are saying it, you know, and they're like, you know, cutting his head off and everything else. And you're like, well, yeah, the, okay, well, that's shared a clip of De Niro at some award show. Oh, was, yeah. Oh, fuck Trump. And then he gets a standing ovation. These people are super excited. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, you like, guys, like, fucking assholes. Like, like, dude, I used to absolutely love De Niro movies. Like, love. I, can, I just can't hardly bring myself to watch them anymore. I just can't. I just, yeah. uh, I just yeah. stopped boycotting people so I could continue to listen to good music. Well, yeah, I, I, I just can't physically, like, I mean, freaking, you know, Untouchables, freaking Goodfellas, freaking Casino, like, all, like, Heat, like, all these awesome movies. And I just, like, if I think about it for, like, a second, if I focus really hard and, like, just watch a movie, just watch a movie, I can do it. But if I sit back for any moment, I'm like, that asshole, why didn't he just shut the hell up? Like, I don't care. But now I just, like, it just ruins it for me. It shouldn't, but it does. Just, well, oh. Good so there's good replacement for heat is Wrath of Man. No, oh, that's with the it sounds familiar. I think I've seen it even. Yeah. Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of replacements for it, but still good. I just saw a thing where uh Chris Pratt mm -hmm. uh posted Ooh. something on Instagram. I saw like a, at a bar stool or somebody posted it. On Twitter, uh, he he just made a post on Instagram with him and his wife, and they look really happy. And she's like looking at him, smiling. And the caption is like, "Find yourself uh, somebody that look that looks at you like this." Mm -hmm. And then he like goes on to say like nice things about her and their life together or whatever. And somebody posted on Twitter was like, "This is disturbing." And it had thousands of comments of people being like, this is creepy and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I think people are just so far. I read it and like, it wasn't particularly moving, but it wasn't anything to be concerned about. Nah, not even remotely. Like you're he's looking at his wife in a creepy way. Is that what you're saying? Like, it's just because he's conservative. There's been an all out push to cancel Cap Chris Platt this week. Yeah. There was a I was I have a morning drive on Spotify and it has some liberal, more liberal leaning, well, extremely liberal leaning things. And they were actually like running him down. You should have heard him talking about Aaron Rodgers today. You'd think he was the he was Satan. Oh yeah. yeah. They fucking hate these guys and don't really get it that much. Like they're they're not like conforming. That's the whole thing, man. They're not conforming. Chris Pratt, Pratt's not conforming just by just being a nice guy. Yeah. Basically, that's yeah. 
that's the most well, of it. He's a Christian, apparently, which is is what it is. But I could care less what your religion is. I don't care yeah, at all. Why are you attacking this guy for being? They're not attacking him for being a Christian. They they're attacking no, him he, because he, he is a Christian. Yeah, and he has some conservative beliefs, and he, he talks about him every once in a while. Supports the police, you know. God forbid. Uh, yeah, and that's the whole the whole idiocy of all that stuff. Like, if I disagree with you, I'm going to try to shut you down and ruin you. It's like, why don't you just say, "Well, that's too bad for you. I think this," and we move on. Like, that's life, man. Like, you don't destroy people because they have a different opinion. Especially, yeah. you know, <laughs> the other the other fascinating thing that I heard on this talk show because I it goes through it every week and I just listen to it just to be educated on what people. Sure. Are. There's an all-out push to. Um, they've now figured out that um, sheriffs and coroners are very important in local elections, and so now there's this. Uh, there's a huge contingency of their cadre of sheriffs in the United States that belong to a group called the that belong that believe in constitutional rights right. um, and ultimately a sheriff if you pay attention to the civics class really power goes local state federal mm-hmm. so ultimately at the local level a sheriff has a huge um, range of stuff that they can enforce or not enforce absolutely and so it's really at their discretion. And as they're elected officials, then it's get hard to get around that. And they I can't forget what they're the constitutional, they're constitutional sheriffs. Anyways, these two jokers on this show are talking about how dangerous it was and like also how dangerous coroners are because uh like when there's a police shooting, they're the one the coroner has to rule whether it was a murder or not, mm-hmm. and how they don't. And uh also the interesting thing is if Mara dies or uh, is ousted in some way in most city government structures the corner immediately becomes the mayor interesting yeah so um and in emergencies the corner corner has a whole bunch of sweeping powers so the democrats are now keyed into this and now they're trying to uh organize to um oust a bunch of sheriffs and corners mm-hmm. found out that so I think the thing that's interesting is they didn't pay attention in civics class because they thought all the power was in the federal government. But oh, yeah. On a regional no. local level, there's no power. There's there's less power. And, the, and I think it's really amazing that even a lot of people that, like I've been going to a lot of the meet, commissioner meetings and stuff with the people on different topics here in Lake County and how very few people understand how much power you have at a local level. Absolutely. Dude. That's the whole key to everything. And I got in a big fight with the guy that uh, ran the meeting because um, I didn't tell you what the topic was because it wasn't that it's, it's important to Lakeview, but it's not important. Sure. But um, this group had come in and they wanted to do something in Lakeview. And so mm-hmm. they were defending their case and the guy that not any of the people that were the elected officials were, um, he was just sort of like the administrator. So he goes, uh, we'll give them X amount of time to talk and then we'll take a uh, two minute um, conversation. Oh, with the so before the meeting even got started, I just stood up and I said, I didn't come to this meeting so I could talk for two minutes. And he goes, well, I got to get home. I said, well, you could go home. Yeah. I'm not, not, you're not stopping me at two minutes. And he goes, well, that's the rules. I said, that is absolutely not the rules. I said, I said, those might be your rules, but this is a public assembly and 
we'll talk until we're done. <laughs> so they had to talk about it for a little bit. They said, well, we'll give you five. I said, I'll give you, if you give me seven, I'm going to talk as long as I want to talk. And so we just, <laughs> I gotta go home. We just determined that we were not going to do the clock. And I said, I'm certainly not going to sit here and listen to these guys talk for 30 minutes and defend their position. And I'm only going to get three. So I'm done with that. <laughs> so anyways, I'm real popular in the local. That's outstanding, uh, dude. It's all about local involvement. It's yeah. Huge lessons learned, like reinforced from our days back in civics and reinforced in this last couple of years from all the idiocy that's going down it's uh backed by the supreme court yes yeah like you can tell a public official a minute an unelected official whatever the hell you want and there's no recourse for them that is part of the role of their job yes the public bitch at them and so like these school board people they're shutting off the mics if Mm -mm. you start pressing that in court there's president at the supreme court that actually probably makes those that close to a misdemeanor if not a felony uh, dude, I used to work for the Department of Ag, and we would have public hearings on um, confined animal feeding operations, feedlots, poultry places, or whatever. Oh, yeah. People motherfuck you up one side and down the other, man, like, <laughs> with no disregard of that. So, you know, uh, but that was what we talked about this a while ago, too, going back to the law enforcement. Like, that's, I think, a large reason for the whole defund the police thing, to get rid of the local police and then, then instill federal police because they would only be trained and for the safety and training we have to you know the government should train them all so you don't have any local cops and that was a big thing behind that i think, I think uh, only thing I that makes any remote sense of why you want to defund the police i think that's a huge no-go in like 95 percent of geographic america population wise it might be really popular but as you break down into these smaller uh, local um, governances I'd say that's going to be a huge no-go. Didn't uh, Seattle just elect like a Republican, um, not attorney oh, general, yeah. something? I don't, know if she ran. I don't know if she got elected or not. I didn't hear the final votes, but yeah. What was that, Joel? It wasn't attorney general. It was like no, it was city attorney. Or something. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, it was like last I heard, it was headed that way, but. It's not as exciting as Virginia, probably. I think the capital off, she was black. Mm, yeah. Oh, dude. So that's one of the topics I had for us to discuss briefly is this uh, dog whistle white supremacy. I heard that uh, on some news clips. And I, I don't even know what that means, but apparently that's what happens when black people vote Republican or something. That's what they talk about Virginia. That, that was like the, the talking point was dog whistle white supremacy. I don't know. How do you define that? I don't think they do either, but uh, yeah, apparently. Well, a, a dog whistle is like a, a coded language. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Again, I don't. So, I must not get that newsletter because I have no idea what the coded language might be. Well, see, that was the other thing with the sheriffs is they were saying that the constitutional movement, all these ser- sheriffs or 78% of the sheriffs subscribe to is a uh, white supremacist uh, group. So they, you get it coming and going. But I know what you're talking about with the uh, the black people. I've seen a lot of that on Twitter this week. Well, it was, you know, because the, um, what, Winsome Sears, I think she's the, the lieutenant, recently elected lieutenant governor of Virginia, uh, black uh, from, from Jamaica, uh, former Marine, so she's a vet. And she got elected as the uh, lieutenant governor. Uh, apparently in Virginia, they run on separate. Like, it's not necessarily the governor and whoever. 
And then uh, the attorney general that just got elected there, he's Latino. And so, and then there's some crazy white guy that got elected the governor, but it's all dog whistle white supremacy. Like, I think, I think people, people have figured out their rhetoric and their, oh, yeah, their grift. And I don't, I don't, and then there's evidence and people aren't falling for that shit anymore. Like, CNN calling or MSNBC calling people a racist for whatever the fuck they're talking about. Um, I just nobody believes it anymore, and I felt that way for a long while, for sure. It's it's like you, if you want, you want, you're going to call me a racist. uh, That word doesn't mean anything anymore if you're using it like that. That word used to have. They've desensitized half the population to the meaning of the word. The meaning of the word still, well, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's like, well, ironically enough, most of them are actually being racist when they're calling me racist. That's the thing. Like, you're just looking at people and judging on the color of their skin. And then you're saying that I'm a racist because I'm white. Like, that's the definition of racist is what you're doing by just looking at me saying, there's a white dude. Obviously, he's racist. You're just like, that's that not work? Even, that's not mm-hmm. even the definition. Definition. Is- I know it's not, but like that's what they're doing with it. But it's like that's ridiculous. After the Virginia thing, some white chick actually went on Twitter and mm-hmm. oh yeah, you see that? Yeah, maybe we should say it out loud. I can't hold it together. People until they can uh, until they can learn how to vote responsibly and in their own best interest. Yeah, that's what it was. I yeah. saw that. It seemed like that seemed like. I don't think she. I think that was like a trolling account. It, it might have been trolling. It might have been, but the fact that we're still like, hmm, that seems feasible. Yeah. The guy went yeah. Back, posted some of her other uh, posted that's pretty consistent. So it's a very consistent poll. So. Uh, but yeah, I get what you're saying because CNN and MSNBC reflect that opinion. It's like they will. The Democrats lose, and they think like, "Oh, you must be racist." Like, yeah. <laughs> and some some lady got on with Don. Right. Continue thinking that. Yeah, Continue. please do. Let's exactly. see what happens. Yeah. Lady got on with Don Lemon last week and uh, was on the top of the hour, and he could not get that segment ended fast enough. She was laying him. Oh. Yeah. And I think she was mad because he had just done something stupid to somebody that. Uh, absolutely did not deserve it and obviously she had some connections to that person because she utilized every second of the airtime and it was at the top of the hour so he could have just like cut away and go away yeah. put up with it for like 45 seconds it's hilarious well, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't know what you're referring to i'd like to see that i can't think of it was but she shredded his wheat yeah and it was like he would not be going back to any cnn things for <laughs> ever did see the pictures of don lemon in florida hanging out Enjoying the sunshine on the beach chair. I missed that. I missed that. Didn't didn't have his mask on either, did he? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. The whole the whole uh, the Virginia thing, and then like you know, we got to be we got to be more extreme. And they're obviously they're all racist to make this happen. And you're just like, my brain doesn't work when you say that. But by all means. Keep saying that because that just shows people how absolutely asinine you are. Like seriously, run with it, kids. Have fun because it just—it's just absolutely idiotic. Yeah, <laughs> and especially yeah. this this lieutenant governor, she's already thrown down. She's like, 
I remember what if it was MSNBC or one of those idiots was talking and she's like, Oh, I want to go on that show. I want to go on that show. Let's have this talk right now. Because <laughs> like, like Yeah, it was that was Winston yeah. talking about Joy Reed. Joy Reed, that's who it was. Yeah. 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 I was like, well, that'd be interesting. You know, she's like, look at me. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, I thought it was a, an interesting point for the week for sure. I'm just like I think things are turning and I think they're losing badly and people have finally figured it out. I their, hope their so. Grip. They figured out their propaganda and and they're trying to double down on it now. Mm-hmm. Even more. Like even when they I don't we didn't know oh yeah, was this was this past week and not the one before we didn't talk about it yet, but like they tried to set up at this Virginia deal last week, I think, or earlier this one. That there was like active racists like supporting the 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 guy that was running for governor, and they actually had like a oh, black the dude. torches. Yeah, there was a black dude there. Like, yeah, that's like you're supposedly recreating the white supremacy group, and one of the actors you hired is a black dude. And I don't care about race, but if you're going to be running for white supremacy again, call me old fashioned. You should probably be white. <laughs> yeah, and they clearly got caught for that. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and then they doubled down with the. Did you see the guy at the at the rally, the Young Ken rally, wearing a jean jacket with the with the Confederate flag on the <laughs> no, on the back, trying to get. He was trying to get in front of cameras, and then everybody. Oh my god! It's like this guy's like he. They showed like some footage of him. <laughs> you could see him walking around trying to get in front of cameras. Like clearly, this guy was sabotaged. Like that should be that should be illegal, dude. I just keep thinking of like the Steve Buscemi meme. On your own, Greetings, fellow conservatives. You know, like <laughs> if you want to do that on your own, on your own time and your own accord, fine, do it. But if you're running for office and you're using campaign funds, or you would think there'd be some rules about the tiki torch stunt and this stunt like yeah outright lying like absolutely just lying you know yeah <laughs> but we're laughing about it because that's how asinine it is you're like are you, are you but it makes you think like, how many times has that happened in the past dude millions of times like people's conversations now trump woke people up to fake news so now we're on the lookout for it. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you guys were, but I was not. Oh, dude. So much on the lookout for it. I kind of believe. I believed NPR. Like, I thought they were honest. And, That's fine. Yeah. And I mean, now, obviously not. Know. Yeah. Like, they, they, they've, New York Times, NPR, they've lost my trust. And then, they, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's all that stuff. They're, they're, they're finally, what's his name? The uh, AG right now just indicted some more people today about the whole Russian hoax thing and all that stuff. It's coming like, just like everybody was quote unquote, you know, was conspiracy theory the whole time. Like everything we were saying about that shit is coming true. That it was from the fucking Democratic campaign. Hillary was running the funding for that. Like none of that shit ever happened. Like four years ago. Yeah, completely fucked over the first, you know, administration, basically, on complete bullshit. So, Durham, John Durham, that's the guy's name that's bringing that, uh, running through those cases now. But, like, you know, it's complete 
And they were they were complaining the other day on MSNBC or they showed clips of it about it must be nice to have Fox News just pumping out all this free conservative uh, advertising. <laughs> I was like, don't invite anybody on for one to be like, don't you have a mirror? Like, don't you realize what we look like at MSNBC and CNN and ABC and CBS and everybody else in the media all around? And you're griping about how much how nice it must be for conservatives to have a free news outlet. It's <laughs> just like, oh, good God. Yeah. Again, the hypocrisy has no bounds. Fox News draws more viewers probably than all of them combined. Dude, right? yeah. Like like I said, I think a couple weeks ago, like a rerun of Golden Girls beats a lot of programming on CNN. I shit you not. Yeah. Think about that. If it wasn't for the airports in the United States that play CNN, they probably would have five viewers. <laughs> Seriously. So. <laughs> uh, with that, what do you say we roll around to the best thing of the week and uh, let these good folks out of their misery for a while? How's that sound? Sounds good. Standing. I'm going to kick it off because, uh, well, I'm going to. So, um, this past Monday, a uh, friend of the show, friend of mine, Jeff Smith, who him and his wife have Colorado Craft Beef, that uh, he was on a podcast called Clear Hot with Andy Stump. And Andy is a ex-SEAL, does a lot of fundraising for Marines, just has a has a really cool podcast. If you haven't heard of it yet, uh, you should check it out. It's called Clear Hot. But Jeff was on there talking about ag in general and like, you know, some beef, some pork but just like crops and ag overall, because like Andy doesn't know that world at all. Many of that audience does not know anything about ag either. And so they were able to, it's like a couple hour podcast talking through some of the misconceptions, some of the things about ag. You know, there's a lot of correlations that they found between like, you know, how farmers get vilified and um, holy shit, Raleigh's coming. And like law enforcement officers, you know, they're like, why people would be opposed to these people uh, for just doing the best job they can. And so it was a great podcast. If you get a chance, definitely check out cleared hot uh, episode two Oh five uh, with Jeff Smith was the, the guest. Andy Stump is the, uh, the host. I'll have a link in the description for sure. Cause you need to check it out. You need to share it. Cause they do, they're talking about ag and spreading the good word. And that's kind of where our foundation as well. And I think, Jeff and I have been talking for months now about getting him on here as well for Far Reaches Extra. So we're going to do that also just to kind of, you know, he flew to Seattle and went on this, this podcast. Like they have, they have thousands and thousands of listeners on this podcast. Um, and so he got this just on Monday. Uh, so it's just kind of hitting the road right now. And uh, anyways, I think it was a pretty cool deal. So make sure you check it out and we'll get the link. But uh, Rawls, holy buckets. Good day, sir. Told you I'd get here. I didn't know when. Well, <laughs> literally, never like we're literally like wrapping up with like best thing of the week, and then like here comes Rawl. So that's the best thing of the week right now. Yeah. There you have it. Are you between contractions? I don't know if I'm coming or going. <laughs> he already came earlier. He already thinks he has contractions, so that'll tell you something. Yeah. Uh, not yet. No, we're we're could be any day now. Cool. Well, we'll find a bumpier road to drive down. Yeah, get some square tires or something, or uh, yeah, I don't know. How far away is the hospital? Spicy food now. What's that? 
Are you eating spicy foods now? Yeah. Yeah. It it seems to we had some Mexican last night and so yeah, that was a little spicy. I see. Yeah. <laughs> What's your uh game day plan once like uh you got your bag packed and you're gotta keep the pickup gassed up and plugged in, yeah. You head into Baker? Where are you gonna go? Enterprise. They'll pick you up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, there's a there's a hospital right in Enterprise, and um, it's, it's actually a really nice little rural hospital. And they put a new cabin shoot on last week, and it's pretty yeah, good. Uh, what a Pendleton be closer than Baker? So with um, Legrand, yeah, Legrand would. Legrand would be closer. I don't. Legrand's probably I don't know an hour and a half, and then uh, you wouldn't want to do that one. Yeah, Lewiston's. Not much more than two hours. So well, you're closer to Baker than Legrand, right? No, you no. go through Legrand to get to Baker. Yeah. No. Like if you're shopping at our good friends B and K you you're gonna go to Legrand, then Baker. Uh no, with the, uh oh. well, you can actually get to Baker if you go around the end of the mountain here through uh Richland and halfway, but mm-hmm. That's probably not a road you want to take when you're in labor. So, I don't know. no, sir. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Good enterprise. Yeah. You see your yeah. taillights and your windshield on that road. Well, enterprise is good. I mean, they've got a, they've got a little uh, birthing unit and the whole nine yards. And if they've successfully all delivered, all dozen. Anyways, isn't it? So, say that again, Richard. The hospital is where she works, anyways, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was working there. She's not yeah. now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they knitted some crochet covers for the calf puller. Like it's nice. Like they've done all out. It's really no, yeah. It, uh, they actually supply you with your own pregnant gloves. So ooh, nice, nice little J lube. I was gonna say they better bring some lube too. Yeah, he's kind of heading heading in the door. <clears throat> yeah, it's a uh, good stuff. So. They got uh, you know some soft chains. They're really the chains are all warmed up on the calf puller too. So you know that's the pulling chains. That's nice. Those go in the autoclave. Get warmed up. So. Was she forced out of the hospital there? No, huh? No, she actually, uh, when we got more involved with the ranching stuff, she went back to uh, uh, a part-time position. And then uh, when things changed at the hospital, she decided to do some travel nursing instead. So she she was taking uh-huh. jobs and then we got pregnant and here we are. So she uh-huh. hasn't been taking any travel jobs since probably won't for a while and now. you all turn into a we yeah <laughs> here we are yeah we yeah. got pregnant here we are yeah that's awesome see you're trained that's good yeah um but just patiently waiting i don't know what else you do at this point so that's about it yeah well i'll tell you what worked for me is you fly to north dakota two weeks before the day the due date hmm. The day you come home, there's a massive blizzard, and you're in one of 20 people that might not make it out of the airport. And so you barely make it out of the airport and get there six hours before your wife has her baby. There you go. That's all the plan. So just head to Williston, wait for a big snowstorm, you'll be good. Wave the Brad Burr. Yeah, like, honey, it worked for Richard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just fill my schedule up and that's destined to be when yeah, it'll certainly the more convoluted your schedule could be then absolutely that's the day yeah. yeah i finally had to tell the guys i finally had to stand up at the Willis airport and said look 
my wife is due today and I need to get out on a plane. And I hope that somebody in this plane will make sure that I get a ticket. And they were very accommodating. <laughs> you had to pull the old uh, wife's and labor card, did you? That's yeah. all right. Yeah. Something to remember when you travel, Joel. Not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole Willison Airport is about as big as Joe's apartment. See, it, it don't take much to talk to everybody there. Yeah, you don't have to get on the old horn. Yeah, but my name's Buck Fiden, and I'm trying to get home because my wife's going into labor for my firstborn child. Can somebody help me out? Yeah. <laughs> not with that attitude for not. That's a great travel name, I think. <clears throat> I get home sooner if you cause a disturbance, and they're like, "We're putting you on this other plane." <laughs> yeah, right. Shipping you to Guantanamo. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be getting uh, an extra special cavity search for nine hours. Raleigh, did you shoot an innocent animal last weekend? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just on my way to elk camp. I was blasting shit left and right. Yeah. <laughs> Suspicious. Creature's just eating some grass, and you come along. Yeah, he's not paying for that. Damn, right in the head. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's grass I could be feeding to my cows. Yeah, he's actually a thief. Mine. Yeah, free ranger. Yeah, almost as bad as a flat hatter. Yeah, so (laughs) really, really nice summer sausage. Ooh, mamacita. Yeah, that woke me up. That woke me up. Pepperoni, maybe too. Spicy peppy pepperoni. We were talking about Grumpy Old Men earlier, so yeah. That's a great movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. We we picked a uh, movie of the week too. Since you were gone, oh, perfect. With, uh, that works. We went with Ghost, Ghostbusters, the original. Let's turn this podcast into like a permanent. Let's just talk about grumpy old men. We could do that. Yeah. I talk about it. We kind of are. We are that too. Like this season, grumpy old men from A to Z. Yeah. Like <laughs> next season, we'll go to grumpy old men two. Or two. Oh. I th- and then we'll next probably... season, folks, we're going to go back to grumpy old men, old men one. Because we missed some stuff. Yeah. The redo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's ah. a douchebag. Super hound. What are you doing, douchebag? Hi. The whole reverse camera thing messes with my brain still. Yeah. Hi, Super. I thought you were calling him. He jumped off the bed upstairs and was running down here. Who? Because I said douchebag. Or maybe because I said Superhound. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Not douchebag. Yeah. Rawls, catch us up, man. You got you got five minutes to give us a good reach around and uh, best thing of the week. Yeah. No, just. Uh... You can have all the time you want him to shit me. <laughs> they getting cows moved around on pastures here in the valley on aftermath hay fields and um, bought some bred cows here this week. And so just kind of been, in fact, I got to go down and guys coming in with some of them here in a while. I got to go get them offloaded. And oh, nice. Gosh, just busy um, trying to get everything prepped and ready for what's about to change our lives here in the next couple of weeks so you're just trying to trying to get everything tied up and richard like yeah good freaking luck buddy yeah well, yeah i mean you never really do get to that point in this business it just keeps i mean it's like a revolving door you let one thing out and another one comes in you got to do but 
we're kind of at that time of year where we can slow down just a little bit and just uh mm-hmm. feed the cows and and not have such a busy schedule and there's just a lot of little odds and ends you got to get done in the fall leading up to winter so i'm trying to trying to get a bunch of that stuff done and not have to focus on this as much here after the baby's born so um best thing of the week i don't probably uh that election in virginia i don't know <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a little bit too yeah but <laughs> now they actually have the balls to stand back and call uh, black people and latinos white supremacists so it's just getting crazier every day and more entertaining oh i don't know where this world's headed for a tremendous shit show i just uh i'm looking forward to getting the front row seat so. absolutely yeah beautiful thing yeah it's gonna be encouraging though that the way that <laughs> this one state reacted not just this one state no i could state that it's like traditionally the, been the democrat for quite some Jersey, time there's that yeah. long sitting senate president Dude. yeah that got beat by the truck drivers for 100 bucks on his campaign 165 or so 140 bucks and half of that was at dunkin donuts or something yeah yeah tremendously beautiful of all states new jersey but like you look at the numbers the past three or four election cycles in Virginia, like hardcore Democrat, like even last time, this this last guy that's uh, disheveled in the White House, huge, like 15 or 20 point differential. And this time they actually had enough people vote the right way that actually won somehow. Yeah. So I didn't think they'd ever let it happen. I really didn't. No. People don't forget. I hope the Republicans don't get in there and do stupid shit like they always do and just stop what got them there in the first place. That's what pisses me off. I don't care what politicians get elected on either side of it. They turn into shitty politicians once they get there. It seems to be. I mean, the the root of it's deeper, however. It's really refreshing to see Americans wanting to be Americans still and, and fight for the rights and the things that have made America great. And, and at the end of the day, I think this pendulum continues to swing and the ball continues to roll over and we're always going to have the ball roll through a pile of shit. Sure, absolutely. Trying to clean that ball off because there's going to be somebody over there painting shit on the side of it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and because they're unhappy about something because they don't have anything else to worry about, basically. As long as we continue with our political circus that we call our Congress that elects lifelong politicians, and we don't do something different about our media sources, we're going to continue with the charade. So, that's my opinion. Those are two of the things that I think we need to focus on changing. Affirmative. Yeah. But it's nice to see some ch- good change like we saw this week. So. Surprising. Yeah, it was. But it shows when people get involved and and uh, don't just buy the narrative that uh, things can happen. Well, it helps when you piss off a bunch of moms that are worried about their kids. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you have the balls to say like, "You shouldn't be involved in your child's education." <laughs> what do you know, like, not a hundred thousand percent, but at least I'd approve what's being taught. And, and like, you know, the shit you're trying to teach has nothing to do with education at all. You know, you're gonna not be involved in the indoctrination. I mean, education. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, Joey looked very studious. 
but not, not over there. Shoveled. No, this not disheveled. Like, well, a little I was bit. I thinking but. about uh, McAuliffe. I think it only takes you could show a clip of him for. Did you ever see those clips of him dancing? Oh, it's like, awful. Yeah. Like Everything this, he did was completely awful. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. And that would have ruined somebody 10 years ago. Well, uh, if they wanted, if the, the, if the media the, wanted to ruin him for it, yes. The guy's fucking weird. I yeah. just don't get why you would vote for him. I was just when even if I agree with him politically, I'm like, this guy's fucking weird. And young Ken seems like a fucking normal guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know much about him, but yeah, he seems pretty normal what I saw. That's what that's what Republicans need to do is just put more normal people out there because mm-hmm. let them embarrass themselves. They're more than willing, yeah. Um I just wish we could get back to, I don't know, what was the, the Wyoming had a congressman here lately who was just a normal guy, wanted to go, I, maybe he was a senator, I don't know, I don't recall. I actually, I, I actually saw him on a hunting show. Mm. And he himself back there, got elected, decided he only wanted to spend the six years time. And and come home and get back to his normal life, like, and I had a lot of respect for that because it, it you hear people say they want to do that, well then they get wrapped up in the money and everything that comes with the opportunity, and they they lose track of what they went there for, and it'd just be nice to have have good politicians, mm-hmm. people. I shouldn't. I don't even want to use the word politician. Just good representatives that want representatives. To Great point. And. Because I think when they get back there and become a politician, that's when it's a problem. Yeah, like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell, those two yeah. dudes. We got to fucking tell. clowns. Yeah, Schumer, all those a holes. Like seriously, sure. like, like I like like Jim Jordan. I like because he seems to call a spade a spade. Rand Paul, um, Crenshaw, Crenshaw, yeah. Even uh, Tulsi from Hawaii. I know she's not in Senate anymore, but like. She pretty much calls it like it is. I think that's what people really are missing is somebody who's just willing to stand up and say, this is what I believe. I don't think that's right. We need to, we need to talk about that. Like, I don't care what party you are. That's bullshit or that's good. And I think that's the whole point that everybody's really clamoring for overall. Most people, obviously there's the fractions on both sides who are just like, no matter what it is, as long as it comes from this party, it's going to be right. But I'm all for like making it freaking like jury duty or, um, Amy just said Raleigh Bixby for Congress. Harumph. Uh, jury duty or, you know, like, yeah. I'm in. I, I, I don't know. There, there's, 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 and, and, and I am not, I'm not a really social person. Damn it, Bradbury, turn that shit off. I'm, I'm not a really social person, but I, I find it hard to believe that we send however many constituents back there from all walks of life to represent where they're from and to come together to form law. Mm -hmm. And we're stuck in this polarizing bullshit that that they call governing right now. So it doesn't make any sense to me to... And and the bottom line is until you clean house and get rid of all those jackasses that just want to be back there for the fame and fortune and get back to 
good honest people being a part of i mean i i don't know what the percentages are but i'm guessing that they're getting higher and higher of people who just want to have their life be their life and and have a governor governing body that's not trying to change their life like it's pretty cut and dry just let yeah, the people for my freedoms and take care of the things that need to be taken care of and get the hell out of everything else their wishes represent what they want yeah yeah and, and i don't care what side of the aisle you're on either you should not be 87 years old and in freaking congress i'm sorry like right. seriously that's one i mean i still don't know how they did the whole two term limits on a president and at the same time, it didn't enact on them. Like, obviously, yeah. they're making their own rules, but like, somebody should have some bargaining part at some point. Like, well, wait a minute. If this president can only have two terms, then why shouldn't you assholes? Well, you know, like George Washington made that decision. I know, but we didn't enact it till like freaking after FDR. So, like, I know, but enough stand up guys stayed with Washington's thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and I think it was such a. a you got to look back to the world that they were living in. I mean, there, the, every time you turn around, there was a hardship that you had to overcome to, to, to make the world be what it was becoming then. And now we live in a. We make most of our problems up for part yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, we've, we've evolved into such a position where nobody suffers or has hardship or has to do anything. So it's just this, I mean, our, our morals and our values and everything have shifted and changed so much. And I just think that people, it would do some people to get grounded again, do them good. I don't know, but. Again, it's, it just shows how important everything local is from town council, school board, all the way up through the yeah. whole shit. Or like the state is the most important part of this whole entire country. Yeah. It really is. Cause the, School board is really interesting because that's an area you never, we never thought about that at all. That's just like almost a volunteer, mm -hmm. I guess, do it. But it turns out it's important. Absolutely. Uh, well, I don't think now that people are paying attention, they're, they're pushing back hard on their fucked up beliefs. Mm -hmm. As they should. It's not just important, it's extraordinarily important. I mean, you start you put your own life into perspective joel and look back at what we got to learn in our education mm -hmm. process before it really started getting tweaked and twisted i mean this is our gen our future of our country here and, and, that's the whole point yeah and, and quite frankly in my opinion right now a school, <laughs> a, a school board member is far more important than a member of our congressional delegation thousand percent man i couldn't say it better Gregory, what in the hell are you doing for some reason, my computer came unplugged. <laughs> it was like, first we're looking at like your desk, and then you're underneath it doing something, and then you come back and you just kind of got the sheet eating grin, like, <laughs> that. Yeah. But Rawls, you're 100% right, man. That's to, where they, they try to, the crazy, that's what I've learned about. They crazy people try to slip under the radar, and they get elected to the school board. And they do crazy shit, and they, you have to wait until. But it's town councils. It's, it, mm -hmm. it's it, it's county commissions it's there's all types of different levels of government that people slip into and the and it's amazing what the government has their fingers in in the industry yeah it, and and they're they try to manipulate all types of private industries and they do and but as people of the private sector they need to stand up to it and 
and you can't let this depend on somebody else is going to go take care of it. Yep. It's not going to happen. Like you, like it love, should be. They would love to squelch everybody's voice. Absolutely. Would, I mean, look at what they're, they're doing on social media to people. I mean, yeah. it, completely shut them down. Like, yeah, we're calling them domestic terrorists so they can't come talk at the freaking oh, school board meeting. You know, like that, that this little quorum is a domestic terrorism cell. Yeah. Like, well, like we couldn't like we couldn't advertise our last post or two because I think that the one of the titles we had was Let's Go Brandon. I think that's what there was some weird circular bullshit reason why we couldn't advertise our post. I think it's because I titled it Let's Go Brandon. Yeah. So you know, twice. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Those are ribbons of shame. No, I'm damn proud of them. Yeah. But it's true. And we always say it. It's easier said than done. But like, we got to fucking, we got to get off the tractor. We got to get off the horse. We got to get to town. We got to get involved in that shit. You know, that's the only thing, the only way around it. Yeah. And it, it it's increasingly difficult within the agricultural sector. It is. As we become more mechanized and technologically advanced, our duties and roles individually become more and more. And then it takes away from our ability to, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I look at it from a different perspective. I want to go back to the team in a wagon day, you know, and well, sure. And, right. and, 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 and where a farm employed families and, and people were involved and, and we were a community and, and organized like, yeah, and we just had a very subtle message reminder too. Like local livestock associations are that part of that outreach too, um, that helps with that voice, which we've all been involved in one way, shape, or form. Probably even Joel, but like, absolutely, you know, that's where the natural resource management and the local water issues and everything kind of streamed through there as well. So if you can't make it all the time, that's certainly a good outreach. But you know, um, you got to be involved in that. You got to be on school board or town council, or at least be at the meetings to raise hell, um, you know, and let your voice be heard and say, no, damn it. I'm not going to talk for only two minutes. Um, you know, so that's the deal. It sucks, but that's what. No one can ever hang back and relax. You always have to be on edge because somebody's going to come in and try to pull some shit. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Um, always, it, it, obviously it's going to be, you know, it's going to be cycles. Um, there's no doubt about it, but yeah, you have to be diligent. Yeah. Just saying, but people are still people. That's good. Like Americans want to still be Americans. Well, the current crop, there'll be more tactics to manipulate our society always oh yeah but the idiocy is running thin so yeah richard best thing um i had a there was uh the fires were going on when i was sick and it was pretty uh, i think we lost over seven hundred thousand acres in lake county this year to forest fires so um Myself and a guy named Nick Johnson at the Lake County Resource Initiative uh, decided that we are going to have a natural resource summit in December. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. So 
we have 20 we have 10 panelists and uh we're gonna have two sections we're gonna have uh, forest, one called forest and community and the other one uh called sustainability future and present present and future and uh gonna have it at the altar theater and just have a nice old conversation about what the future of uh our community and the natural resources that we uh subside upon or is going to be so I just, do you all have a facebook or a web page or anything we can point people to yet i just organized all the panelists and um hit send so there i still have to add a few more panelists but uh um, okay. but that's gonna be in december yep and we should have it by we, i should have a page up by next week okay we'll feature that next time for sure too but uh yeah that's awesome well, that's, uh, that's good. And I was amazed at the, the people I called. I thought I'd have to do some convincing, and most of them unconditionally said, Yes. Damn it, turn that off. We're getting Facebook Live feedback again. Yeah. Not that I don't mind hearing myself, but not that much. Yeah. So, anyways, looking forward to that. And uh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope, anyways. So, most definitely. I think I invited enough people if just their family showed up, it'll look like a lot of people showed up. Classic, classic Lake County gathering. Yeah. So and some people don't have to be invited to show up either. So we know that. Yeah. <laughs> New D to boot it. Yeah. Oh. Um, Ralph, we were actually just wrapping up when you jumped on, but you got anything else you wanna you wanna pontificate us with? Or just I don't think we've all four been on screen at the same time in a while. So it's just it's just damn good to see you. Yeah. September since I've been on, I think. Falcon. Yeah, has it been that long? Yeah, that would have been early September because yeah, we took the two-week post-roundup hiatus, too, uh, between seasons. So, yeah. No, just uh, I'm still alive, kicking. So The rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot going on. And yeah. Life is busy, so... That's outstanding. Well, hopefully you can, uh, you can make the next one too, but we'll understand if you're otherwise occupied. Yeah. yeah I don't, so. uh, I'm sure you'll be in the loop as to what's going on, obviously, but I'll, uh, I, I'm kind of leaving my schedule wide open pretty much for me. Yeah. For for week. So the next things, mama. Don't crush him right off the bat, Richard. Give him a little bit of like the next few weeks. Yeah, no, basically. Yeah. So that's before you ship him off to Uncle Bradbury's for a few weeks every month. Yeah. <laughs> a little cultural exchange. <laughs> when, when uh, you know, our cube goes to California, you can send uh, whatever crash or whoever it's going to be. You can send him to L-Town. Yeah. Absolutely. Get, get lippy around here. We send him to Aunt Ricardo. Oh shit! Well, that's that's a little extreme, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Carter, we love you. You know that. Yeah. No. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think with that, we're going to shut down the Facebook Live portion of this event, and uh, and we're definitely going to get back to the uh, shutting down the uh, regular one as well. But we'll stop the live stream first. We thank everybody for jumping on there. That was a blast. Good feedback. And then we're going to wrap up the regular one as well. We'll let this week uh, come to be as it is. We'll get those links we talked about up. Remember, Ghostbusters for next time. Check out the uh, Cleared Hot podcast number 205, I believe, with Jeff uh, talking about all things ag. 
which is one of our uh, our major causes as well. So check that out at Cleared Hot. I'll have a link. And uh, any more suggestions or comments? We'll probably need some more movies here pretty soon. We did have a nice, really nice 80s and 90s boob discussion. So that was good. All things cans. And so, uh, Rollins, you'll have to go back and listen to this one, Rollins. I think you'll be highly entertained. <laughs> but uh, with that, we'll uh, cease this recording for now, and we'll see you all next time. And remember, uh, if you're going to do anything, just uh, just keep on reaching. <laughs>